Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. We are indeed live and everything seems to be working. Hopefully everyone can hear us. Hopefully we are over our audio issues that we've had the last couple of shows. Welcome in. We are indeed live. You've got in much less detail the podcast here on a Saturday night, November the 13th, 2021. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We got through the first half of the NFL season last week. Week nine came to an end. We've got nine more weeks to go. And, Jay, we can tell it's going to be a very long season already because in that nine weeks, we've already gone from I'm dominating, I'm up double-digit games on you, and I'm running away with it, to now we're just flat tie. We're we're doing the Bill Alfonso again right down the middle. Yeah, I mean, we should we should get somebody involved in this show who's, who's got some type of a degree, like in psychology, about the psychology of our seasons so far where we are completely tied, we have the exact same record, and one of us is probably, like, super excited to be there, and the other one is, like, really not excited about us being tied right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I haven't seen, you know, a season within a season like we have had already so far, only to be at the halfway point, that you run out this 12-game lead on me. And, you know, and in seasons past, I mean, I, I, you know, we've been doing this long enough now. Twelve games, you start to feel like you're, you're like you're putting the other person away because you realize how long it can take with us disagreeing on games to disagree on games, and then you get up twelve on me early, and then over the last three weeks go fifteen and three against me. I mean, three and fifteen basically against yeah, me. the other one. The last three weeks, fifteen and three for me against you to give to get all twelve back. We have never had a half season like this before on this show. If one, I would almost guarantee one of us is up on the other one's double digits early. Uh, it's been season over. It's been formality, yeah, you know. And I'm starting to feel that way, like, oh, Christ, I'm down 12. Don't give up anymore. And then I, you know, what, 5-0, and 4-1, and and 6-2 and against you the last three weeks. Just insane. Rally all the way back. We, uh, You know, one of us has rallied back before, not all the way, you know, from down double digits to tied in the first half of the season. Yeah. That isn't, I definitely don't remember anything like that happening. No, it's usually like a season-long journey. Right, right. You know? Where where you're just you're just chipping away and you get one here but then you give one back and then you know oh okay and then you get two back and and it's just this is just give and take so it's like yeah I, trust me we've both been in that driver's seat 
where we've gotten off to like fast starts and we're up big early and you know how good that feels to have that many games to play with. I've never seen for either one of us this many games evaporate that quickly. So the psychiatrist sits us down and asks how you feel about the first half of the season and you go You like that! You like that! And the psychiatrist says, hey, Dre, you got the exact same record. How do you feel about the first half of the season? And I don't have anything to say because I just just ended right there. I don't I don't want to talk anymore. I'm just I'm finished. I'm done. <laughs> oh, you, but you're but you're done. But you haven't given up. I mean, we still we still it do it. Done. And then we get and then and then we get the the prototypical that's so Ravens hung on us Thursday night. Yeah. So of course, of course, of course, we of course we should have seen that coming. Just typical. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I still haven't heard anybody. Has anybody else used that one yet? Not that I've heard. I think we're. I think we're original with that one. Yeah. No, and we've been we've been doing that so Ravens for for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have, and, and and the Steelers want to run up right next to him and be you know come up with a death <laughs> those Steelers because they. <laughs> It is weird how they're in the same division. They always battling back and forth. They got the same yeah. defensive strategies. They're always switching off who who blitzes more, who has the best blitz rate, and uh, and then they also have the same tendency to completely play down to their opponents and play like crap when they get crap opponents. It's very odd yeah. the way they're so similar like that. And I, I almost whispered the hell out of that Monday night game. You tried. You tried. I mean, I really did. I texted you. I texted you after that, even though I knew that had gotten us back to a season tie, you know. But that's your team, so I'm like, man, I almost, almost, man, almost. <laughs> well, it was just like the Packers game, where really both, neither one of those two quarterbacks, Jordan Love or uh, Justin Fields, uh, had much of a chance, and no. they, they're slogging away and they're just trying, but nothing's really working, and it's just frustrating as hell. Then they get that one drive, that one glimmer of hope, yeah. that, that one touchdown drive to get them back to covering the spread. And they're thinking about maybe getting a W. It doesn't work out for the W, but there's just enough to cover that number. And that's all they needed. One good drive. It's like, God damn it. Especially, I also believe we are, we're at week nine, week nine. And I finally beat you for a lock. It, it took a while, but it happened. But now I'm only down three. That's right. Well, you so, you made up the other twelve, so why not make up three locks too? What the hell? You got a whole half <laughs> season to do it. <laughs> and yeah, I, did, I was super, I was super confident in the Packers, and the defense showed up. I mean, you still can't feel good about the Chiefs if you're you know if you're watching the Chiefs and you're trying to feel good about this team, and you're playing against a team that's completely inept on offense that is punting the ball or turning the ball over to you left and right, up and down the field. And you've got Patrick Mahomes, a half billion dollar man, and you put up 13 points. Yeah. How do you, how do you make a, a shit chiefs defense look dominant? Just had the kid make the start and blitz the fuck out of them. They were working at blitz boy. And, and yeah. Jordan love could not do anything about it until uh, yeah. that one and, drive. And it was, it was, yeah, that one play, uh, you know, but they're even highlighting throughout that game, like uh, they're blitzing Jordan Love. It's zero blitzes, and yeah. there's throws there. Like, like he wasn't making the reads. Like the middle of the field was wide open. The slants were wide open. I mean, he had 
the the deep middle pretty much where the inside guy, uh, the slot guy, was pretty much beating the guy off the ball to the inside. Like Jordan Love, all he had to do was lob a few balls down 20 yards up the middle and let the receiver run under it. And this was like, you know, Sega Genesis, Joe Montana football go time, right? Sure. And uh, but well, he, he couldn't read it. He he panicked. I mean, obviously the Chiefs would have never done this to Aaron Rodgers. He would have shredded that. Exactly. <laughs> and then some. Again, I, I took more. I didn't take as much away from the Packers. I mean, obviously you take away from the fact that Jordan Love's just not ready for prime time, right? Yes. Like you you take an MVP caliber quarterback off the team, and the Packers look pretty ordinary. Um, and Jordan Love was deer in the headlights. But I took more away from the Chiefs' side with all the opportunities in the world to route the Packers, and they still couldn't cover. No, 13, uh, with, with all the opportunities that the that Packers' a, offense was giving the Chiefs, you know, giving the ball back to them with good field position. and yeah, Muffed punt. Uh, yeah, muffed, yeah. I mean, there was, there was a I – mean, the Chiefs scored a touchdown on their first drive. That's all she wrote for touchdowns. That's it. So I give you know full credit to the Packers, who now in back-to-back games have pretty much stifled the Cardinals and the Chiefs' offense. You know, I I never give love to the punters either, but but Tommy Townsend of the Chiefs kept putting Jordan Love in <laughs> terrible position. You know, he yeah. wasn't doing anything anyway, but then they were punting him in, in bad field position. It really was just, yeah, that one play, the uh, Alan Lazard touchdown, just awful coverage on that drive and awful That's tackling George. by – Daniel Sorensen, who, yeah, you know, they've been writing about him uh, needing the guy to be benched for a while him. now. Yeah. And he showed why right there. That, that gave him the cover. That was it. Uh, yeah, Karen Rodgers wins that game for the Packers easily over Pat Easy. Mahomes. Pat, Pat Mahomes is not Pat Mahomes right now. We've been looking at that for, you know, several weeks. There's no, uh, there, there's no mystery there. Clearly there's a, a crisis of confidence, and uh, who knows when they're going to turn that around. Uh yeah, right. you can look at him just – he doesn't know where to go. He doesn't want to go to – you know, if, the, if you take away Tyreek Hill, if you take away Travis Kelsey, he clearly doesn't want to go to the other guys. He doesn't want Miko Hardman. He doesn't want any of those running backs out of the backfield. He, he doesn't want to go to those guys because he, he doesn't trust them. He doesn't like his other options. And then usually that's when he, you know, gets creative and starts making plays on his own and making yeah. chicken salad out of chicken shit. He's, he's just not doing that right now, so – when that pat comes back, then the Chiefs will be back to doing what they're doing. But until that comes back, they're going to be in an awful lot of trouble. Yeah, and I'm not entirely convinced if Patrick Mahomes doesn't convert that third and ten at the end, where he's running for his life, and then you know Tyreek Hill puts a move on the Packers DB and kind of turns him around to give himself some separation. I'm not entirely convinced that if the Chiefs have to punt there, that they even win that game. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a glimpse of the old Chiefs when they made that magic happen on that on that play to yeah. be able to take the knee. But yeah, you're right. If, if they don't make that and have to kick it away, who knows? Because uh, that was it, a slow burn with Jordan Love, but you started to get that feeling on those fourth quarter drives that they were actually starting to go on drives. He looked a lot better after uh, he got yeah. over those first few uh, drives where he had yeah. no idea what was coming. Yeah, he had a ball, he had a bad ball to Devontae Adams that he overthrows that gets picked down near the goal line there, um, which obviously if that's Aaron Rodgers, you just know that's automatically that back shoulder throw to Devontae Adams, right? Because that's what yep. it was all set up for because, uh, you know, Adams had the guy boxed out, but Love is going home run ball and, you know, just doesn't have the, the nuance yet, doesn't have that rapport with the receiver, 
um, doesn't have the experience, and he had to have all kinds of jitters um, mm-hmm. in that game. And yeah, he didn't look he didn't look up the part. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked the Packers didn't just re up Rodgers for three more years right after that game. <laughs> oh, that relationship! I, I I don't think I don't think it's going to be uh, resolved like that uh, anytime soon. They 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 just don't like each other. <laughs> Period. Um, you know, we we keep saying that. You keep saying, that, but boy, there's no there's no better marriage. I mean, it's it's not a healthy one. But no no team needs its quarterback, and no quarterback needs its team uh, more than those two. That is a marriage of people that hate each other. That if that's yeah. the best marriage they can, make, ooh, that's that's. But awful. they, you know, I've read, they said it in the off season. I'll say it again. Probably going into the off this off season. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm hunting for another ring, he's still on the best team to do it that, that may be the case but it's, it's not pretty and i know you want him gone <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah, I, I may twitter have all a, week about i'm reading twitter all week about everybody all pissed off at rogers about oh he should be benched he should be suspended and you know, a, lot, a lot of people are just commenting like yeah that's the salty bears fans a lot of us sure yeah 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 um we did get back to that pittsburgh chicago game uh what would what, you think about your uh your boy the ref booty checking the <laughs> oh, the Bears man. player and, and basically deking him into a, a flag, which was probably one of the. I, I mean, how how do you how does that happen? Uh, the flag was coming out. They re, they showed the replay and the referee was getting ready to uh, do his dramatic flag toss uh, before uh, while, oh, before he actually body blocks the guy. Right, while Cassius Marshall is running behind yeah. him. Uh, yeah, uh, so that was coming anyway. Um, the penalty was bullshit. They uh, defended it all week. The, the league has backed up the league. No surprise there. The shield protects right. the shield. They uh, they actually announced today that Marsh is being fined for his taunting, which consisted of looking. You looking at me? You looking at me? <laughs> oh wait a minute! Is, is this a Rasheed uh, Rasheed Wallace situation? That's right. Or, or Tim Duncan too. He got a he got thrown out of a game, I think, for looking at a ref or laughing at him or something like that. Uh, but yeah, you're you're looking at yeah. Rasheed definitely got a T for looking. You're looking at me. Stop, Stop looking, looking at me, at me yeah. Rasheed. Technical foul for looking yeah. at me. Yeah, thrown like out of a game for looking at somebody. <laughs> so Cassius Marsh got a personal foul for taunting the Pittsburgh bench because after he made a big play to on third down, he looked at the Steelers bench and then turned and went to his own sideline. And while he was going to his sideline, the referee took out the flag and, and penalized him yeah. for looking at the, yeah. at the Steelers. And, and the ref bodies him on the, in the meantime, too, just to yes. put some emphasis on it. Um, it. It was bullshit. The whole uh, game was, was bullshit. I was, I, I try, I really try hard not to be the, the guy that's uh, talking about the referee's conspiracy or uh guy, they, Every flag is against our team. I really didn't want to do that, but it was getting to that point even before that flag where I was like, there's some bad calls out here, and they all seem to be going against Chicago. I just – yeah, just as an objective viewer, there were a ton of penalties against Chicago that seemed to – it seemed to be a lot of flags on the Bears. I mean, there's no other way to, to say it, and I, I don't think a lot of them were necessary. I mean uh, – Definitely, that personal foul for for taunting was was completely. And I was my mouth was just open after that after that flag. I was like, "What? They yeah. didn't call them for that?" Yeah. I, honestly, I thought if you uh, remember, I don't know if they ever showed the replay of it, but my man Marsh does like a 
karate kick celebration after he gets to the sack. And yeah. I thought that's what the taunting was. I actually would have understood that to be a taunting flag more so than he stared at the Steelers' sideline in a menacing way. Like, come on, man. So I, I actually thought that's what the, the, the flag was, but it wasn't. No, it's, it's BS. That is absolutely 100% not the spirit of the uh, taunting initiative or the, uh, imp- the, the, no, uh, was, was it the call of emphasis, point of emphasis. Yeah. Um, uh, excited white guys who just got signed to the league looking at their former team is not the spirit of taunting uh, penalty flags. It's the, the, he wasn't showing anybody up. Right. It's not the guys, uh, you know, throwing down and putting their junk in everyone's face and, and swiveling their hips. And, and that's what the taunting penalties are supposed to try to reduce. Not the kid yeah. looking at the other sideline that just <laughs> got there. That's, that's not the, the point at all, at all. Right. No, it's you're right. The guy who scores the, the touchdown and the DB's laying on the ground and he stands over him screaming at him and spikes the ball on him. That, yeah, that, that's yeah. taunting. Yeah, that's why I'm the man. That that's what that's supposed to be trying to yep. cut out. Which I don't even think they should emphasize cutting that out because I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. Because he's talking but, about roided up troglodytes, as you like to call them. <laughs> oh, Clay and, Matthews. Uh, where, where is Clay? Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it, yeah, you, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some intensity from these guys, right? It's a very intense and, and game. It, it, yeah, it's a highly competitive game. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I No, I agree with you. I think they're taking it a step too far. Now, the Bears weren't doing themselves any favors because I, for some reason, especially in the fourth quarter, the Bears' defensive players decided that they just wanted to line up in the Steelers' backfield for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know and, about and how And how you, can have, how you can have breakdowns like that where you're lining up a yard or two yards across the line of scrimmage. Uh, what guys, dudes. I mean, sometimes those guys, they'll let you get close but you can't be a like, you know, a yard across. It seems to be almost exclusively Some Robert Quinn. Bad. So yeah, that, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is that is maybe Robert Quinn is used to getting that extra yard or half yard, or, and and the referees decided, no, nah, don't feel like giving yeah. it to you tonight. So, but it, it was clearly obvious, like. Yeah, those yeah, were off sides. I mean, those are once you show the replays ones. and show his his foot all the way across where the football is, and yeah, you, you, that, that's pretty <laughs> obvious. Yeah, um, but but some of those were very ticky tack. Yeah, and and they toughed it out. And yeah, somehow those are two teams that probably neither one deserved. I mean, the Bears get a uh, was it a, a defensive score there that really helps get them that, under that's the number. Where all the momentum turned, the, the fumble yeah. punt return by uh, Ray Ray McLeod, nice yeah. name. Um, that brings the Bears within three. Uh, great drive by Justin Fields after that to give them the lead, and they 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 almost pulled the damn thing out. It was right there. Um, but they a little, do little too much cover. time on two teams. Two teams, the Bears and the Saints, left just a little bit too much time on the clock. Yeah, but you you take what you can. If you're if you're the Bears and you're averaging by a mile less points less. Uh, yards per possession than every other team in the league. You you just yeah. take it. You just you see Justin Fields actually making plays and making throws up there, and you go, oh, okay, yes, yeah. I don't care how fast it is, go, go, get those yards, get those points. Uh, so it was very uh, exciting to see. It did, that was definitely a lot of Bears uh, fans' uh, reactions after that uh, on social media as well. Like, oh, there's our quarterback. We got him. We got our guy. There's our quarterback. Just based on that one 
uh, drive where you see the potential, yeah. which, you know. I, well, the bar calm is so down, low. pump your brakes. The, but, the bar you know. for Bears quarterbacks is very low. Yeah, yeah. We're, we get excited real quick, real easy. Oh, uh, New Orleans but, and Atlanta playing within a field goal, just like you said. You said that's what they do, the Saints and the Falcons, no matter what. They are, the, they are forever destined to play <laughs> these types of games. They might not do it both times they play each season, but somebody somewhere in that schedule, Saints and the Falcons are going to play a close one. And, uh, you know, we know that Matt Ryan, he's been, he's been increasing his output. I mean, he's definitely been uh, better the last few games as they've sort of gone on this. They've won three out of four now. Um, and and, 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 and Matt Ryan's heating up. He's an old guy, uh, but he's clearly on the downslope of his career. But I will still, you know, as you know, I've, I've, I've been as critical of Matt Ryan about his, you know, you know, soul crushing turnovers or his propensity for taking a sack on every important third down, um, especially late in games. But I, I still swear all the quarterbacks in football, if I've got 30 seconds left and I need a field yeah. goal, I still want Matt Ryan. He did it again. He it drops in a drops into just a complete dime to the uh, Falcons, you know, half season MVP <laughs> Cordero Patterson. Who knew? Go figure. Just drops an absolute, I mean, the ball, perfect ball placement, hits him in stride. Patterson tiptoes along the sidelines, goes 65 yards on pretty much the first play, I believe, after the Saints had just come all the way back from a huge fourth quarter. Like the Falcons going to Falcon, right? And, uh, 24 to 6 this time. It wasn't 28 to 3. Yeah. Right, but they're, they're doing it again. Old, you know, but no, they just boom. First play right out. They get into position. They they thankfully don't let Todd Gurley score a touchdown at the end. Like God, Todd Gurley's not around. <laughs> he would have just run it in. Falcons kind of do their little dance, you know, with clock management and trying to get their field goal kicker in in better position. And uh, their other MVP, uh, Young Wei Koo, uh, with yeah. his third third game winning field goal of the season. Amazing. They have four wins. They're they're right there. They are uh, actually the number seven playoff team they, at the moment. Right. Season you. ends today. <laughs> you get to watch the the stunning <laughs> Falcons. Uh, I, do I think this is going to play out over the whole season? No. I mean, but they're but they're you know what they're probably on their way to seven or eight wins. I would figure they're they're competitive. Their defense is slowly improving. Uh, AJ Terrell is turning out to be one of the highest ranked corners, so he's a keeper. Um, that offense, yeah, one right. All kinds of that off. What's that? So they got one right. Yeah, that that offense is all sorts of discombobulated, though. Your your leading rusher can't be a receiver. This is Ty Montgomery all over again. Um, if if he's the best they got, he's the best they got, man. That's, they're making it work, you know. And Kyle Pitts is having a rookie season, right? He's having huge games, and then he ghosts for a game, you know. Um, and, you know, and Matt Ryan just kind of the grizzled old man, just kind of like slapping things together. But yeah, they 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 had their they had their foot on the Saints' throats for most of that game. Right. But a so furious comeback, a furious rally yeah, by Trevor Simeon because, you know. because destined to finish within a field goal. <laughs> yes, apparently. Yes. Oh, silly me. Thinking that the Saints could yeah. actually put put the put the Falcons down and keep them down. They they had them down, but they could not. Uh, keep them put away. So yeah, right. that play yeah, by Patterson. I mean, and, and I was gonna say, even I, I wanted, the big comeback by the Saints, never was there any doubt that that was just a, an Atlanta cover. That would have taken some shenanigans mm-hmm. for right. you know 
that would have been all their land is trying to go down and well pick six time, which which can happen. I mean, it's happened to both of us, but um, yeah, no, Atlanta Atlanta had that covered all the way. It just then it just became a matter of who's going to win this game, and it was an exciting game. And those two always those two teams hate each other. Yeah. You know, uh, people they, like were... Tampa's in that division and Tommy, that, that's cute. But anybody who pays any attention to the, the football out of the NFC South, uh, that's a Saints and Falcons division as far as the rivalry. Yeah, five years ago when there were, both those teams were at the top of their powers, that they, those games are always uh, awesome to watch. They would absolutely wage war on each other. So uh, no, no surprise, I guess, that they would keep it close and fight tooth and nail. And I guess I got to keep that in mind for future reference. Don't ever take the Falcons or the Saints minus a touchdown against each other because they always play within a field goal. <laughs> right. Then the next time they have this game, I'll just jump off the ship and completely go big favorite. And then you say, well, what happened? Yeah. No. So another game that we disagreed on, but it was probably – I want to say I watched some of it. I listened to most of it on the radio because it was the radio broadcast that I caught on my way home from work. You know how we sometimes have those picks and we disagree, but we're both right. Like we both completely nailed the game. Mm -hmm. No better example than Chargers Eagles. (laughs) Like we both won that pick. I I completely. Even though you won that pick. Even though I won the pick, I completely had the Chargers rolling it up through the air on the on the Eagles. You completely had the Eagles just completely trashing that DFL Chargers run D, and it just keeps that that game was just a ping pong match back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Every time the Chargers would get up, they would just give up giant chunk run plays. They couldn't stop Jalen Hurts in the running game, and it it came down to the very last kick at the end pretty much to determine which one of us was going to win that pick, but we were both right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately you, uh, come out on the, uh, the right side of that. Yeah. The chargers really, uh, ground, ground, grinded, grounded away on that last drive. They, they kept almost getting stuffed. They got to a couple of, I mm-hmm. think, fourth down situations, a couple of different times. Yeah. That coach and it was, has got uh, some stones. He's been doing that. All year, oh, yeah. and that how long you can live that way? They did that in the Chiefs game. They did that in this Eagles game, where they just oh man, they get that fourth and in inches, and yeah, there were a lot of turning points that you could have had on that last drive. But hey, hey he he rolled with it. Uh, Brandon Staley has been the the ultimate gambler um, guy. That's some coaches are going to be that way, I guess. The more the uh, the metrics say keep going for it. You got to go for it. Don't, don't punt. Don't kick. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, some of these coaches are going to be, you know, complete slaves to that mentality and say, Hey, every time, every time we got fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever my metrics say, we need to go for it. We're going to go for it. And that's yeah. uh, what they're, they're definitely going to do that. Um, and it's, it's, I guess mixed results so far because there's been times where they haven't gotten in and it's cost them I, some games. I, I've 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 argued against some of those in this case, and this has nothing to do with me winning the pick. Here's why I understood them continuing to go for it. Eagles get the ball back, they win the game. Chargers defense was toast hmm. because they were they could not stop the run. It, 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 I mean, it was. It, it, it had to be six yards per attempt just about for the Eagles in that game. 
I mean, it was chunk after chunk. And then Hurts hitting, hurting them. Couldn't hurt them through the air, but he was hurting them on the ground. And I had a feeling that if the Chargers did not convert any of those fourth downs and the Eagles got the ball back, this would have been 27-24 Eagles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's about right. And that, that like like we both say, you know, those times – where they where it's, it makes sense to go for it, especially when you know your team uh, might be toast, your defense might be toast on the other end. Uh, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, I, I like it. I like the uh, the mentality because uh, I guess I'm maybe more of an old school type mentality or something like that. Where I go, look, I know kicking. I know you might be taking points off the board. Uh, if you pass up field goals, but if it's like fourth and one or fourth and two, you're, you got a lot of fat motherfuckers on that offensive line. They get paid <laughs> a lot of money to move right. guys six feet, move guys six feet and go get the, the, the first down. Just yeah, go earn go, a paycheck. Go get that yard. It's a fucking yeah. yard. Just, the other team is also getting paid to stop you from getting that. We heard a lot of that in the uh, post game press conferences. It seems like every, uh, all those upsets, uh, the, the other players would sit there one after the other, different games, different players. And they all said the same thing. Yeah. The other team gets paid too. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing we can do about it. The other team gets paid to play as well. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the whole flower thing with uh, the Eagles coach, Nick Sirianni? Uh, no. What did I miss? Oh, uh, this idiot. Um, he's trying to, he's almost doing a Ted Lasso. He's talking about the, the, there's growth under the soil and he's trying to grow the, the, the flowers of the team. He's trying to get these young players to grow in the flowers and it, it, it's going to blossom one day and everything's going to look, you know, wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And then this loss uh, in Los Angeles, it wasn't at home, but somebody decided some fan came down as Sirianni's leaving the field and decided to chuck a bouquet of flowers at him. Like, here's wow. your flowers, buddy. Here's wow. Think of your flowers. Welcome to Philadelphia. At least they weren't throwing batteries at them. Right. They were in Los Angeles. So if they were in Philadelphia, it probably would have been a bouquet of flowers with several batteries inside it. Could have been worse. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So so many upsets. So many crazy situations. Yeah, we said it's the, the revenge of the random Allens this year. And it continued. I thought uh, week eight was was the revenge of the backup quarterbacks, but the scariness continues, the spookiness continues into week nine. The upset picks, the the Buffalo Bills go to Jacksonville and score six points and and lose the game. I'm going to make a a bit of a controversial take about this Buffalo Bills loss. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. That was a good loss. Hmm. The Bills needed that. The Bills had been skirting by and playing bored and barely winning, and they were covering numbers. But you and I have both been talking about the Bills. Like, they, they just, they're just not engaged, right? And, and I, this was the game where, again, they probably just showed up and thought that, and they lost. Finally, there's sort of their complacency, I think, caught up with them. And I think this was a good loss for them. They they needed sort of like that humbling. And, and you you went on the road and lost to those guys. You went on the road and lost to Jacksonville as a two-touchdown favorite. Okay, I think that was maybe the wake-up call that the Bills kind of needed after just sort of like skating by. Because they've been playing some really – their schedule has been just brutal as far as – brutal as far as 
playing way too many bad teams. They're way too good <laughs> for the way that false. they've looked. Uh, right. So it, it, this was probably mid-season. You know, they've been winning. So how do you coach these guys? You, you know, it's real hard to get through as the coach, like yelling at these guys because they're still winning. Hey, we won the game. You know, we cover. You know, we're covering numbers. We're scoring points. You know, we're doing a lot of these late, but we're, you know, we're just not playing up to our ability. So I think... I'm going to say that this was probably a good loss for the Bills to kind of wake them up. I see you. I, I completely understand that angle. Um, I was talking about how I didn't believe necessarily in the Bills all year because those easy wins were coming and they were looking just this this bored. They were looking uh, yeah. the way they've been looking and still not only winning, but winning big. It was like, how are they doing that? They're not even trying. They're not even clicking on, on all cylinders. It not, you know, nowhere close. Um, and now they've finally uh, broken all the way down to where they go to Jacksonville and, and only score six. Yeah. Josh Allen uh, came to, to haunt Josh Allen. And he, he yeah, hunted Ron him down. Josh and, Allen had a big game. Oh, Wait, yeah, the, the the better Josh Allen on the field was not the uh, was not project, that's for sure. Um, got sacked, got an INT, uh, fumble recovery. Um, you know, he and he still thoroughly outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is clearly still not uh, ready for prime time either, but uh, he gets a win over Josh Allen. He can he can take that with his you know so that to his his children someday. Um, you know, that's what happens when you you know you get bored. I guess you wind up not really taking the, the Jaguars seriously and the Jaguars got hyped up like that was their Super Bowl and um you know, eleven targets for Cole Beasley when you have Stephon Diggs running around out there, that also doesn't help. So there's some right. strategy and some some uh situational football going on as well, uh with the Bills that they got some some issues. It's definitely not the level of uh Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs right now, but they, they got some things they need to straighten out before they get to uh to December and January for sure. Yeah, definitely some complacency issues, but you know, I have a feeling that those those team meetings were a, a little bit more pointed. That the film study was a little bit more right, right? Like, yeah, you know what? You know, you always hear about you know, you fuck around and find out. Well, the Bills kind of this kind of got them. They fucked around. They found out. This is what happened. Yeah, you think Leslie Frazier had some some words for the, I think for the so. team? I think so. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, you'd, normally, you'd probably think I'd be crapping all over the Bills, and yeah, they they look terrible. But they the way they'd been playing, they were kind of due for this, don't you think? Yeah, uh, of course. You know, I picked them to cover fourteen and a half. So, so did I. You, so complete, yeah, complete, yeah. But you finally see it happen, and you're like, hi, it's no problem. They're going to come. Yeah, they they got this, and then it just never happened, and you're like, uh, okay, they just. You can't just show up and win. Uh, and the Cowboys cannot just show up and win. The other double-digit favorite of the week, and they yeah. get housed by the Broncos at home. Uh, and the first time this season that I can credibly say, whoo, we got a whole lot of deck time in that game. The entire uh, the entirety of the Cowboys' uh, offensive output, all their points were, were deck time. <laughs> at the at – the, at the, at the, point where it was 30 to nothing halfway through the fourth quarter <laughs> Dak Prescott had 89 yards passing and no touchdowns <laughs> but but he finishes with 232 and two touchdowns yeah no that, that. we talk about 
It's quintessential Dak yes. time. When we talk about Dak time, for anybody who's listening, this is what we're talking about right here. The Cowboys have these games where they show up so small, and Dak Prescott is having just three quarters, three and a half quarters of just the most miserable football you've ever seen. And then there's no chance that they're coming back and winning the game, but they just start stuffing the stat sheet. This is Dak time. That is absolutely the, uh, the, the definition of Dak time for sure. Um, yeah, I, I had no words or no analysis for that. That was just uh, overthrows, drops, interceptions, yeah. just the, the, the gamut, the, the entire gamut, and there's no explanation for it. You, I guess you give the Broncos defense credit and tip your hat, but Jesus, that was uh, an awful outing by the Cowboys, especially yeah. being at home. And How- there's that, that maybe that's a good loss for them. Maybe that, that you know, writes their ship, too. Maybe. I want to know how you trade Von Miller and your defense starts trending up. Um, Don't explain that to me. One one game. Or you're the Rams that you trade for Von Miller and your defense starts trending down. Uh Uh-oh. Is that that the whole issue? Is Von Miller the the problem? Is Von Miller washed? (laughs) He he was the solution, but maybe he's actually the problem. This is only the kinds of yeah. No, no other no other sports (laughs) show is talking about this in this context, right? But I see these little weird patterns. Like Broncos D has been just balling crazy these last couple of games, and the Rams haven't been looking so good. We we love a a good narrative. We love to to push some stories for. We're going to completely ignore the fact that you can't blame the Rams' struggles on Miller because he hasn't taken the field yet because he's still recovering (laughs) from getting his knee bent in. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, no. we'll, we'll we'll spin it anyway. We'll go with it. We'll run with Just it. Sounds it. good. Uh, so Matthew Stafford just gives up the rock to the Titans repeatedly Man. over and over again, which has nothing to do with Von Miller either. Um, yeah, against we'll, a team who you know is one move now. I mean, the, the Titans are one-trick ponies completely. That, they're they're going to have to survive. They're going to have to find a way. The Rams just played so bad it didn't really matter what the titans did if you look at the Titans' stats in this game uh, nothing to write home about i mean ryan Tannehill, you'd think that after losing derrick henry and seeing that you just beat the other team you know 28 to 16 all oh, the quarterback must have released i know ryan Tannehill did not have a great game no uh they're no, running but you don't have to <laughs> when the quarterback is throwing the ball to your defense repeatedly like that yeah and now it's like, so what happens? Derrick Henry gets hurt, and now the Titans' defense is showing? I, I, this season is so like, – you call it drunk? This season is drunk. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't really have much uh, to, to say about that one either. I, don't, you know, I watched that whole thing, and I'm like, how did, how did this happen? Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know if I put too much emphasis on uh, the Rams uh, – as far as that win, that was pretty much a Titans defensive effort. Uh, they, uh, this Jeffrey Simmons kid up the middle is, is going to, is going to be a problem apparently. Uh, and that's, you know, something that the Titans have been looking for for years and years and years is a pass rush, a presence on the defensive line is, uh, it's been a very long time since they've had, you know, some reliability up front there, but, uh, looks like they're getting it. Um, they, they got some guys that get after the quarterback and put pressure on the quarterback consistently and if they keep it up then 
they can handle losing Derrick Henry. You know, obviously you want Derrick Henry if you have your choice, but um, if they're going to turn into this, if they're going to be, you know, rely on their D to, to succeed, then I, th- I actually think that's maybe that's a hot take too. I think they have a better chance at success this year, defining success as, you know, conference title game, trying to get to the Super Bowl. I yeah. think they have a better chance of success if they turn into um, rely on the D possession. Uh, you know, obviously Adrian Peterson isn't Derrick Henry, but uh, relying on ball control and defense over turning the offense over to Ryan Tannehill and letting him try to yeah. run the show. Cause I don't think you're going to win long-term doing that. Even I've if seen you're enough a team. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Ryan Tannehill head. show. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw that if, show if, and if, I didn't like that show. Even if you're a team that loses Derrick Henry, but your offensive philosophy is still run the ball. You still have to pretend to run the football. And they did. They, pre- they, they weren't good at it, but, they, 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 they definitely tried to stick to the script. They, they had a ton of rushing attempts. Most of them were not successful. I mean, Adrian Peterson, 10 for 21, is not going to get it done. No. And then they're just trying to find, you know, guys. I mean, unfortunately, when you lose, who is, for all intents and purposes, at the running back position, a, a league MVP caliber player, uh, you're going to kind of have guys sitting back there. And that's that's about what they have, you know. And Deontay Foreman and Jeremy McNichols and oh my God, Logan Wood. That's that is that is guys. That's Random Allen's backfield. Right. That's black running Random Allen. <laughs> <laughs> that is some just dudes. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is literally a dude off the streets, just sitting there at age 36, wondering is he ever going to get a chance. And Titans are like, "Yeah, come on in. We, we got plenty of room." He vultured a touchdown. He got a Jerome uh-huh. Bettis score there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what? Hey, Adrian Peterson on the third and one, he could probably, I'm sure he can, he can still stick his head down and get you two yards on third and one if he doesn't fumble. <laughs> right. So I, I'm not worried about the Rams. It wasn't just clearly wasn't their night. Um, and the Titans, like I said, if they can keep doing that, if they can keep up uh, above-average uh, outing defensively, uh, they can rely on you know random Allen black guys at running back. They can do that, but yeah. I really prefer they do that over trying to like make uh, Ryan Tannehill to AJ Brown like the next big thing. Like I just don't think that's going to work. No. I, I don't trust Tannehill. I just don't. <laughs> so. I'm going to ask you a question here, the obvious question, because we talked about it going into the week. Obviously, I won my lock by the skin of my teeth, and you lost your lock. And then I'm looking back on the the Rams are my lock. Going back and looking, how how the hell did we just not lock up the Patriots? How? (laughs) Over Ghost Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Ghost Boy ghosted hard. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, that we, we overlooked it. We, it's so hard for me to trust the Patriots like on a lock level yeah. since the time, since Tom Brady left, because they're such a different team. You know, last year with Cam was obviously a uh, hit and miss. And this year with the rookie Mac Jones has been, you know, he, you can see the improvement as he's gone along, but you still don't look at them as, Oh God, they're, they're just going to dominate somebody like they're, they're so still capable of games where they score like 10 points and just completely scuffle. 
uh, that you can't really, tr- you don't really think you should trust them all the way to, to make them a lot. Like they're only five and four after that win. They came in, they had the same record as the Panthers going in. They were both four and four. So uh, we both had the Patriots. Yeah. And, we, had, we did. We said that was the ships passing in the night. Yes. We're, one is uh, clearly the uh, favorite of the betters because they were the road favorites despite being, despite having the exact same record. So we, we saw it correctly. We just didn't lock it up. It is, I don't know if I'm going to lock the Patriots this year like ever because it's just <laughs> hard to trust them like yeah. that. Uh, you know, but man, Ghost Boy. But, just, yeah. He, after that, like, well, Sam Darnold's back. And, and he was even, three games. And, yeah, remember how uh, remember how despondent uh, Lou from Jersey was about how good Sam right. Darnold was looking for the Panthers. Yeah, the honeymoon's over. Definitely, uh, three Darnold picks. Ghost Boy goes down uh, to injury, uh, plays terrible, and gets hurt. So pretty much the the whole gamut there. Um, and Mac Jones, by the way. Uh, if, if there wasn't enough weird stuff that happened last week in the last couple of weeks, what was he doing uh, practicing his wrestling moves on, on Brian Burns down there, giving him an yeah. ankle kick and trying to lock him up? He doesn't get penalized, and he doesn't get punished by the league this week while they're busy looking at uh, Cassius March and, and say, you know, and finding him for make, his taunt. Right. What he didn't do was make that play and then look at the Panthers bench. He would have taken that extra step. Yeah, he had his eyes closed while twisting the guy's ankle. Therefore, it was okay. He wasn't taunting. He wasn't doing – if he opened his eyes and looked at Brian Burns while he was trying to twist his foot off, then there would have been a problem. That would have been a fine and and a flag. And the referee would have bumped him as he's throwing the flag too, yeah. Um, just just so much weirdness going on this week. Uh, so that was part of it. Um God, there's a uh, random Allen quarterback, Colt McCoy, comes in and, and yeah. leads the Cardinals to a romping of the 49ers. Uh, I guess the Cardinals could hold on to the I guess they're not bad. Yeah, um, they they can win with with just about anyone apparently. Yeah, they um, they they let's I'd say they responded well. <laughs> um, you know, George uh, Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk had some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James, maybe Terminator uh, showed up. James uh, Conner ran all. Yeah, from the grave had a huge running game. Uh, a couple he'd been touchdowns and doing, caught yeah, one. He'd been doing vulture work most of the season so far, and actually puts in a you know an actual running effort and, and has a good game and breaks off a couple of nice big runs. And Colt McCoy, I, I guess if you just have a, if you're just loaded, if you just have a lot of weapons. If you, you know, you, there, uh, I believe no DeAndre Hopkins there. That's right. This is uh, probably a bad time, dudes. Right, it was a bad sign for the Niners because that's basically the the Cardinals' second string that beat you. That was, uh, you know, yeah. the the running back gets uh, gets hurt. Chase um, Edmonds got knocked out. Yep. So no no Kyler, no Nuke, no AJ Green, no uh, Edmonds, and no and problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the Cardinals still roll you up and and yeah. put up thirty one points on you. That's that's not good. That division um, is over. Well, I mean, sure. for the for the for the Niners, obviously the Rams are still there, but yeah. that yeah, Niners over Saints. Uh, now the Seahawks, I mean, over. This is this is a this is a two team race now. Now the Seahawks are going to make their their furious rally now because they got Russ cooking again tomorrow. So they're, okay. they're going for it. All right. 
Don't, are, you, are, you, are you making a? <laughs> is that a pick? Are you, are you uh, presaging uh, a pick there? I'm just no, just reporting the news. As Russell Wilson oh, okay. is, is back from his finger injury tomorrow. He's he's going to go out there to to Lambeau Field and going to light up the pack or try to. Um, okay, good luck with that. So I don't know if uh, getting rid of Odell Beckham lifted everyone up in in Cleveland, but they <laughs> kicked the Bengals' ass. I don't want to, I don't want to make any hot takes here. But where Uh-oh. did OBJ just go? Oh jeez, come on, man! Wait a minute. <laughs> what the hell's going on he out just, here? He just go- Are the Rams a dumping ground? <laughs> Uh, you you got the conspiracies working tonight. What's the world's going on? No, it's like uh, the Rams have gone for. What the hell's going on out here? The Rams have gone for. I'm actually stroking my beard while I'm doing this too. The Rams <laughs> have gone for, you know, looking for a title now to becoming maybe there's taking everybody's trash. <laughs> we thought they were going for the title, but they're gonna really suck now. <laughs> Um. Yeah. You. You. You go with that. You. You go with Cleveland. That. Yeah. Cleveland gets rid of OBJ and just opens up a can. Yeah. Uh, Baker passing. Nick Chubb running. Denzel Ward ninety nine yard pick six. They kept sacking Joe Burrow over and over again. Yeah. They just took it out on, on the Bengals. They had enough of those guys. <laughs> that was that was a full service uh, ass whooping. Yeah. The. the <laughs> So there's another team, the Bengals. Remember the love for the Bengals early in the season? Oh, Cincinnati, Last look out. place, place. Now that's five and four, of course. I mean, so that's, still, but that's a know. five and four last place. They're, they're in the bottom of the division at the moment. That is that is correct. Denver's five and four in last place, too. I, I mean, there are some competitive divisions this year. And they all seem to be in the uh, AFC. <laughs> the both of them the are, yeah. Both of those five and four <laughs> last place teams are in the AFC. Yeah. Um, so Carolina is four and five and in last place in the NFC South. So there, yeah. there is that. Um, but Washington in last place, Detroit in last place, they, they're not competitive. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, another pick that you probably should have won, but just because the way things are going for you, you lost. Uh, I believe the Raiders outgained the Giants 407 to 250. Yeah. Uh, they rolled up and down the field on those guys, just back and forth and back and forth, and just couldn't score. Would not put it in the end zone. See, so that's where the narrative breaks down a little bit because you know there was going to be people all week talking about, oh, Vegas, they they just they lost focus. There's one tragedy too many, and Henry Ruggs, nah. and the cornerback got kicked off the team too, and it's too much. They're just too much. No, nah, they. Had their the, way with the Giants, pretty much. Just the put in the, West, fucking the West Coast team going east, who just ran into a bad spot. Just could not uh, outlast the Giants. Yeah, I don't yeah. Uh, turn, turn, turn too much. Derek Carr turns it over three times. There's your ball game. Yeah, just I don't. That's what I put into that. Is just you know bad situation, bad luck, and and they certainly didn't uh, lack for for yardage. Uh, they they put up. Uh, you know, 296 in the air and 117 on the ground. And, and you're going to do well most times doing that, and especially when you hold the uh, the other quarterback to 110. Yeah. Um, that, yeah that's, that's usually that's, enough. That's stunning 5.5 yards per attempt. <laughs> 
but yeah, the turnovers that'll that'll kill you. That'll kill you every time. Uh, yeah, what a, just a just a weird week. Uh, you beat me on that Ravens Vikings pick, even though the Ravens had come all the way back to have a cover. Come back, only Lamar strikes have, again. Only to have Kirk Cousins just completely bail them out on a fourth and nine that just would have ended the game and given me another win. And then the Vikings go down, score the touchdown, and lose an OT because that's what the Vikings yeah. do. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, that was a very odd game as well. Um, the tremendous interception by Anthony Barr to to uh, set yeah. Kirk Cousins up at the Minnesota forty. Uh, that was in overtime, I believe. That's after overtime had started. And I believe Vikings, you're right. And the Vikings respond with an immediate three and out. And again, Cass from Football Fan Rush Radio almost lost her mind on Twitter. Because that that team is gonna be the death of her. I mean, they just drive her crazy. It, it is tough being a Vikings fan, um, uh, which allows Baltimore to drive for the uh, game-winning field goal. So yeah, they, they, there's the uh, the cover for the Vikings in uh, regulation um, with that big comeback drive by Cousins after Lamar yeah. had came back. Uh, I think I really think that's what makes the uh, the Ravens uh, a little more dangerous when playoff time comes. You get. Uh, all these comebacks by Lamar Jackson, not that he's going to, we see Thursday night, not that he's going to be able to do it every time. Obviously he didn't do it Thursday, Um, but he's getting the experience at doing it, which he wasn't doing uh, in his career the last few years. That was the big thing that I've been missing all this time was, you know, when we need, you know, big chunks of offensive output, it's great that you can break off these runs and go at a speed and nobody can, can handle. But when you're losing and you need to come back, with your arm, you can't run your way back. The only person that can run their way back from being down double digits is Derrick Henry, and he's out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, they used to be the, the Cowboys used to be able to do it when Zeke was Zeke. Uh, that's been a when few their years. line was healthy. Yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a few years for that. But yeah, here's another one. I believe this is the third time this year after being over in his career that they that the Ravens have come back from a, a ten point deficit or larger. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. Now, will they be able to keep that up in the playoffs? I don't know. But, uh, again, just to be able to do that at all, to have that uh, experience of being able to – that Lamar now knows that, you know, I know he doesn't really seem to ever have a crisis of confidence. He's not like Pat Mahomes, apparently. <laughs> right. He always thinks he's, he's got the, the, the jump on everybody. But now that he can definitely know that he can make that come, now that he everybody knows that he can do that, I think that's, yeah, that's... sort of – that's the key. It's not just that yeah. he knows. His teammates Everybody know. else knows now. Yes. Like, hey, they're down 14 in the third quarter in this game, and they came back and won. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we got our guy now. You, you're not going to hear too many uh, guys sniping out of the locker room about uh, Lamar Jackson when, he, when, he, when the chips are down. He, he's not really there for us. Cause they, they can't say that this year, at least not until Thursday night. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that didn't go so well for us. That, that was not the not the best. Uh, Dolphins, hey, we've won two in a row. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the oh, last God, one was against the Houston. Yeah, they tried to let Houston game. get into that. God, they let Houston into the. Nobody wanted to win Here's that game. Houston, Nobody. another one. This is the one that drives me nuts now. Keeps going for it on fourth downs where kicking field goals. <laughs> they're in this game. Uh, they had at least two where they went for it on fourth within the five-yard line and just got stone cold, just straight-up stopped. And you start kicking some of those field goals. Yeah, and here you are. You're down eight late. Uh, these start to matter. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, five yeah, and a half point but, spread. Oof. But Houston to only score nine points, just living in Miami territory that whole game. Right. No, the, the turnovers sucks. The, the not taking the, the three points, uh, repeatedly yeah. sucks. Uh, you were uh, talking about you loved uh, Houston in that game because of Tyrod Taylor's competence. You got competence now at the quarterback position, and yeah, three INTs three picks. later. Ugh. man, uh, I was looking for his yeah. doctor. I was looking for that Chargers doctor in that game. <laughs> it, no, if you put him out again, now you're back to your boy General Mills. I don't think you want uh, that. But either. General Mills is going to get you one good drive, and that's all <laughs> I needed. <laughs> You got wins from one good drive uh, repeatedly. You got it from uh, Jordan Love, and you got it from uh, your, your your guy in Chicago. Your your new favorite my quarterback, guy. Justin Fields. My new favorite. No, I was just bear whisperer. Got you a win. You got what you. What I a, do. Yeah, you got you the, the bear whisperer recovery. You almost got the straight up win too. So, and that was uh, also the Steelers playing down to their competition again. That's. You know, I, I just I, I missed that completely. That, that that was a bad. That was one of many, many, many bad picks and, and bad L's on, on my part. I, I've been taking a lot of L's lately. A lot of L's. No excuses. You know, just get back on the horse and try again. Uh, I'm still trying to you know do good mentally. I know everyone cares about everyone's mental health these yes. days. How, how's that? How are you holding up? You okay? Even though uh, we're completely tied. Yeah. Um, I, I did worse than the week before. Um, I uh, you know had a, a few you know sleepless nights, uh, wondering what the you know what the hell am I doing? What am I watching? Um, but still better than than I've, I've done in the past. There's been some weeks in the past where I just could not sleep at all. Like why? How did I not? What is going on? I don't know what I'm watching. Uh, so it's not there yet. I'm still doing relatively well I, you know just little by little i'm not crashing all the way down uh, i'm i'm you know slowly uh, uh decompressing and, and breaking down bit by bit but uh, i haven't crashed all the way yet so so that's good okay yeah because remember we're tied we are tied so i'm trying to the same not think about the fact that i was up 12 but you know <laughs> just saying yeah I mean, it's just, okay. yeah, I know, trust me, I know, psychologically, if I was up 12 on you and then three weeks three weeks later we were tied, I'd feel like you were 10 games up on me. <laughs> right. That's pretty much how I feel. Because I at that point, you're just like, how do I stop the bleeding, you know? Exactly. I was going to say, I'm glad you didn't have a fish Thursday, because that, that might have that might have done it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had him to win. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching that, you know, and usually everybody's got the thing with fins up, and I'm like, man, you got the fins up for Miami and tits up for the Ravens. <laughs> uh, indeed. Yeah! Oh, one game. That was just one game. Um, the actual numbers uh, out of the way, just so I you know, don't want to be accused of, of downplaying it and ignoring it. Four and ten for me last week. Uh, just coming off of the uh, three and twelve the week before. Ooh, lord it. Uh, and eight and six for you last week puts us, uh, as we said, completely even on the season at sixty-seven, sixty-eight uh, with the one push. So we're. Uh, I, I was close to six hundred. Now we're both under five hundred. What the hell? What? Ah. Um. So that's where. That, that's yeah, I just down. It, again. 
I've been consistent. I've been hovering around 500 <laughs> for a while, right? Right. So if I Me, just wait I'm long enough, on. I pull you back down. Uh, I need to go on more trips, more cruises, and, and stop watching well, football. That's the I key. Mean, 600 is, just... is 600. Is yeah, I know. I mean, come I on. Know. I know. But you this need... is to come down to this? God, this but we were talking about, like, some of the all-time BS covers that you were getting early in the season against me, and just those were going to shift, and, oh, they shifted. Oh, boy. Boy, howdy. Uh, howdy. I've had some cheap ones now. I mean, I, I knew if I just held on long enough, I'd get a few cheap ones. Uh, so you getting a lock and, and me losing mine puts me at six locks for the year to your three. So I'm, I'm clutching onto that. You can't make all of that up in, in, in two or three weeks unless you yes. sweep, you know, the next three as well. But then you can make that even as well. Yeah. But I mean, but for all of this, if the playoffs start today, you have a one-point lead. <laughs> <sighs> and the whole second half of the season to go. What a first half, huh, folks? In, in, yeah, in the, in the drunken season. The longest season ever. Already drunk. It's only average is already drunk. Never going to end. What do you feel about the, your, your picks this week? How, how do you feel uh, in general going uh, in? I, I feel, I, well, you know, last week I said I felt good. Well, eight and six. With yeah, all those upsets, I, I, uh, a whole lot of people did not go eight and six against the spread with all those upsets out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I jumped on. Well, man, I was, I was very underdog heavy uh, last week. You know, Packers, Bears, uh, Giants, and uh, Falcons. So, yeah. yeah, I was, I was living in underdog, living in underdog land, and I'm looking at this week's uh, slate of games and. I'm, I got quite a few underdogs here again. Yeah, but this time I think I'm I'm joining you. I think I finally figured out. Okay, all these heavy ass favorites. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to short some of these guys because is who do you trust? How do you trust any of these teams anymore to you know be huge double digit and whatnot uh, favorites? Who's who's been consistently great this year? You know. Yeah, the, the cards I mean... basically. The Cardinals, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the Cardinals won a game they should have lost, lost a game they maybe should have won. Um, they should have lost the Viking game, right? I, I mean, absolutely. Sh- the guy shits the bet on a 23-yard field goal. They should have lost that game. They probably should have beaten the Packers. Packers sort of were they letting them the, have that Kyler game. Kyler threw so. the winning touchdown pass to A.J. Green. A.J. Green just fell asleep in the middle of the play yeah. and, and – forgot to turn around completely i mean that drive that they went on they had the packers on their heels all the way down the field again because you go for it at the goal line you don't get it and now you're basically trying to defend yourself from either giving up field goal position or a touchdown and then you fail to do both (laughs) you know you basically you screw yourself on both of them and you let them in field goal range and then the cardinals just do anything but that and (laughs) you're gonna go to overtime at least against a team that you've got on completely on their heels um, who's, who had a great defensive effort, but you could see the wheels coming off. Like you can only chase Kyler Murray and these receivers and all these guys around for so long before it starts to turn against you. And you could see it was like that momentum was, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Arizona probably should have won that game. And then, you know, so <sighs> you know, every, 
Everybody, yeah. Well, no, the Vikings game they should have lost. <laughs> no matter what, they should be eight and one because that sort of to me was like karma for the Viking loss when the kicker misses the you know less than what might have been an extra point. I mean, it was it was what twenty five yards. Yanked. He just yeah. Something with the Vikings and field goal kickers, man. It's a, it's a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it's not like these guys are you know missing forty seven yarders. No. Uh, you're missing like old school extra points to lose games. That's rough. Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably like a 98% hit rate. I mean, that's why they moved the extra points back because it was too automatic. Right. You know, unless, unless you're a Vikings kicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a Vikings kicker to spice it up. I think I feel pretty good. You know, you know the nice little, little mix of favorites and underdogs and, it's so it's so hard to know. I mean, I don't feel as good this week as I did last Tell week. Tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, you could it could all three change. Three and week. twelve. Yeah. Followed by four and ten. Your last hey, four and three ten weeks was an improvement. Five what fours and threes mostly. Because <sighs> three weeks ago was when I went five and zero oh against you. Mm-hmm. And what was that like a nine and I had nine up and I think you had four. Uh, ten and yeah, you were ten and three and I was five and eight. Really. Okay, so you've got a five, a four, and a three the last three weeks. <laughs> but you know that's bound to turn around too. I I, I can only hope. Because a month uh, a month ago feels pretty far away, doesn't it? <laughs> Man. You were just kicking um, my ass. You were wiping the floor with me, just up and down, getting these weird ass covers. It's like I couldn't. I, I was the frustrated one, right? I'm just like, what the hell's going on? You know? Right. I can't even yeah, win I the just, picks. I'm getting right. I, I just knew I had it figured out. Yeah, I'm going for 600 this year. Ugh. <laughs> that uh, would have been anyone, an all timer. Anyone still hanging around listening to my picks after all of that? Um, you, you must really be loyal, and, and I thank you for that. Uh, but really, you're here for Jay's picks because he's clearly uh, got it figured out a lot more than me right now. But you'll hear both of our picks, uh, the other 13 games left in Week 10 coming up after we tell you about where you can listen to our show. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less detail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. 
Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of J and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. And who the hell would want to reproduce the crap that I've been putting out the last few weeks anyway? But it's another new week, another chance for me to turn things around and get back on track. Again, 13 more games in week 10, and we will start picking them right now. And if you want to feel a little bit worse about things, it's snowing here tonight. Oh. So, it's our first. Uh, Definitely uh, frigid fall-like temperatures uh, around the country for the rest of these games, and obviously wintry conditions in in, uh, other places, uh, the more north you go there. Uh, So... Is it going to be snowing for the game tomorrow? Do you know? No, or? no, that okay. should all be moved through. But it'll be blustery. Would be my my, yeah. my take. I think it's supposed to be thirty eight, thirty nine degrees, a little breezy. Mm-hmm. Just got uh, one of these little fast moving snow systems moving through tonight. It's supposed to get a couple inches of snow, but you know, it's the first one of many. I'm sure. Oh yeah, that good old Wisconsin weather. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Jay's Falcons, the uh, the four and four Atlanta Falcons, right there in the uh, the playoff hunt at the moment, uh, visiting the six and two Dallas Cowboys, and the first of many games in which you go, how can you trust any of these teams after yeah. some of the stuff they've been doing lately? Um, the Falcons are eight point underdogs uh, after what Dallas did last week to with, with Denver. Uh, the Falcons still are eight point dogs at the six and two Cowboys. Hey, you know, Falcons defense has been mediocre, but I would say it's improving. Like it was really bad, and they're sort of moving up to about middle of the league. So they're sort of a middling defense right now. I have no idea what to make out of the Cowboys. You, you would figure this should be a 40-burger and the Cowboys just blow these guys away. Um, but, like you said, how do you trust any of these teams right now? I'll tell you what I do trust. All of Atlanta's wins. Atlanta's road warriors this year. They can't win a game to save their lives at home, but for some reason they're going on the road and staying competitive against teams. So that's good enough for me. I'll take the points. Yeah, Atlanta, uh, four wins, uh, four and one. I call them four and one on the road because uh, one of those London. home wins was actually yeah. a London game, which I consider a yeah. road game. Yeah. Um, and, and Dallas, three and one at home. Uh, they will not have their left tackle, Tyron Smith's got an ankle injury. For the Falcons, Dante Fowler returns from injury on the defensive side. Try to uh, make some noise and, and call some problems in the backfield for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, if Atlanta drops in and whoops up Dallas after what uh, what Denver did to them, ooh, ooh boy. And it's, then it's the Mike McCarthy watch. Then it's a whole different show next week. Because I can crap all over Mike McCarthy. Of course. Well, they, they go from 6-1 and one to 6-3, and three, which I think for most teams would be concerning, but nothing to panic about. But this is the Cowboys, so it would be like, oh yeah. my God, what's wrong with the Cowboys? Uh, there'll be a, a nuclear uh, situation down there in Big D. Um, I, I, yeah, how do you trust that, that 
the same team that was down thirty nothing to to Denver is going to come back and and whoop up uh, uh, the Falcons, who are like you said at least representative defensively and and actually hold their own. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to take the points and and take the Falcons and take Matty Ice to to go down there and put up three something on the Cowboys. I think uh, everyone wants to give Dallas their flowers uh, for defensively because of uh, the key interceptions that they've been getting all year. Um, and, and sending guys to the Pro Bowl, but, but they're they're 25th in pass defense. When you when they don't pick off the ball, they're getting lit up through the air. And uh, I think the Matty Ice might not have a whole lot of lighting ups left in his arm. But he, I think he's got one, at least one more. Uh, he's got more than one, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I think he'll hang in there with with Dak and, and go toe to toe. So I'll, I'll agree with you and take the eight points. I think it all depends on is this a Kyle Pitts game or not. If this is a Kyle Pitts game, Atlanta maybe could win. Sure, and and I think it very well could be a Kyle Pitts game. The Cowboys linebackers are are good and athletic, but they're not the best in coverage. So yeah, right. I think uh, that that should be a good performance for Pitts. I would think, I would hope. I'm a, of course his fantasy owner. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots are both five and four, and very close spread on this as well. It's pretty important game when you think about the playoff implications. There's a lot of there's a big cluster of teams. Uh, in the AFC yeah. in that middle ground there. So these two uh, definitely uh, different styles and different franchises, but they're fighting it out. So we'll see how it turns out. The uh, Browns are two and two on the road. Patriots only one and four at home this year. So that might play a role, uh, but the Cleveland Browns maybe improved minus OBJ uh, two and a half point dogs at <laughs> Mac Jones and the Patriots. This game is really interesting to me, right? Cleveland puts that big whooping, up on on the on the Bengals, you know, almost almost sunning territory. Like like we're just gonna end this like right now, right? Like we have seen enough of you guys go away, you know. And Cleveland sort of asserts a little dominance there. But I'm gonna tell you what, New England is sneaky. They they, they started off, they look like they're they're scuffling. They can't get things right, and you're just really slowly the longest season ever, right? And you're just slowly starting to see. The Patriots starting to like morph more like what we used to see out of the page. The defense is starting to play a little better. Mac Jones is representative at least where early in the season, he wasn't very good. So you, but you know, their deep ball's been there a little bit more. The running game has been there ever so slightly more. I think the Patriots are the sneaky play here. I'm going to take the Patriots to hold serve at home. Bill Belichick has pulled off his sneakiest move yet. He somehow managed to get in contact with Nick Chubb and secretly give him the goop. I don't care what anyone says. That's what happened. Bill Belichick found a way to yeah. give Nick Chubb the goop. So Nick Chubb will not play tomorrow. He's got the goop. Uh, so Cleveland down both of their best two running backs, uh, Chubb, and of course, and Kareem Hunt. Um, so Baker going into New England, Baker Mayfield, without his two best running backs, and Maybe they rely more on the passing game, but there's no Odell Beckham. But is that a good thing or bad? But uh, Baker without his two best running backs seems, just seems like trouble to me. Um, Cleveland, uh, uh, let's see what stat did I write down here? 8.7% sack rate uh, is tied for third worst in the league. That's, yeah. that's what they're that's what they're giving up. 8.7% uh, of the time, and New England. Uh, Probably going to have some pro- some some fun back there right, in the backfield with Baker. Um, I think both and Baker be- Baker's one hit away from being done. Yeah, he's being held together with with duct tape basically at this point. 
Um, so, yeah, both defenses, both secondaries will look to exploit the other quarterback. And, yeah, I'm going to trust Belichick to be the, the coach that figures out how to exploit the, the other team's QB because he's been doing this a little longer and a little better than the, the Cleveland guys. So uh, I'll, I concur. Uh, I'll take New England and give the two and a half as well. Uh, Tampa Bay and Washington in the rematch of the playoff game last year, the Buccaneers visiting the Potato Skins, uh, the 6-2 and two Buccaneers and the 2-6 and six Washington Potato Skins. They're both coming off of buys, but Tampa Bay almost seems to be getting less healthy coming off the bye, which is weird. They still don't have Gronk. Uh, he's been working back from that from those broken ribs. They still don't have Antonio Brown. He's still out. Chris Godwin is apparently going to play with a bad foot, but it's he was touch and go all week, so I don't know if you're going to get too much production out of him. And then Washington lost uh, their defensive player, Montez Sweat, to a broken jaw, uh, put him on IR, and Curtis Samuel will not play as well. There's a lot of injuries for a couple teams uh, coming off the bye, so that's a little unusual. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers, of course, are, you know, with Tommy, they're still the big favorite. They give 10 points up at Washington. Yeah. yeah there's that part of me that's going – Man, I remember that playoff game, and you know, and, and, and Tyler Heineken, he's he's playing his ass off, and he gets that he gets the cover, I believe there, and and, and really has that game, yeah, a push, and it, had, it was eight, right? Yep. And and has that game in question for pretty much the whole game. You know, Tampa, of course, on the road, ha ha, wink wink, because you know Washington <laughs> won their division. Um, and then, and then I look up and go, what? Oh, wait, Washington? Oh, yeah, DFL against the pass, 30th in total defense. This ain't the same Washington team that Tampa rolled in there against. Even minus players, I'm still going to give all the points. This is not the same Washington defense. As much as you try to will them back, it's not happening. I'll take Tampa and give the points. Not locking it up, though. I still don't trust it all the way, but... I man, maybe that week off helped them, but you, you, you got a long road to hoe when you're 30 in defense halfway through the season. Yeah, I keep trying to, to push Washington back to, to former glory. Yeah, this always uh, being the uh, the stat guy and looking at the offense and defensive numbers that, that always uh, gives me a, a start or a pause when I come across. Number one versus dead fucking last, and that's what we got in passing. You, you talked about yeah. Washington's 32 in pass defense, and Tommy and Tampa's number one in, in passing offense. That always has to, to make you pause and go, uh-oh, what's going to happen? But, yeah, there's still a lot of weapons missing. Is Tommy going to go for, you know, 350 with Mike Evans and, and dudes? Like, he might, but – I don't know if I want to predict him to, to come right out and do that, come right off the bye cold like that. And, and I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give Washington one more chance, one more try, guys. Come on, come on, I'm potato skins. I'm trying to think in this whole run of me coming back for the season, <laughs> how many wins you have given me with the Eagles and Washington. There's got to be half of them. I'm not gonna look it up. You can do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I'm look. Telling it up. you, I've got that feeling. It's like the, the, you start. You keep rolling with the Eagles and 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 the potato skins. I'm like, man, just put a bow on it. Just give me. Just keep throwing the gifts. Here you go. Come on, Washington, bust Tommy in the fucking mouth. You don't have to win the game. Just <laughs> yeah, stay within yeah. ten. Stay within ten points. That's all I'm asking. 
Uh, on to a real interesting game, the Saints and the Titans. Uh, you talk about some missing stars in this one. Ooh, this is a list. So we already knew about New Orleans uh, without Jameis Winston going with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. And now Alvin Kamara has got a knee injury, and he's not going to play. That's a huge loss for them. Uh, we already know about Tennessee and Derrick Henry uh, being done the rest of the year. Julio Jones' hamstring is acting up again. They put him on injured reserve. They're going to try again in December with him. It's just not working right now uh, with Julio. So there's a lot of holes out there on the field for both of these teams, and they're going to give it a try anyway. Still going to be a good game. It's just not going to have the star power that it was going to have. Saints 4-1 and one on the road. Titans 3-1 and one at home. Saints are three-point uh, cop-out line dogs at the Tennessee Titans. You know, this doesn't feel like, okay, what has anybody seen so far from Trevor Simeon with this Saints team other than hanging on for dear life against Tampa, trying not to blow that huge lead, and then some garbage time scores against Atlanta to to make them feel like, oh, yeah, the Saints uh, are basically just cop-out road dogs here in this game. This one, like, I don't know, does somebody know? This is one of those weird ones to me. Like, does somebody know some – Something this number feels like it should be, I don't know, four and a half or five. And when you start to get that feeling like there's value, um, I'm chasing the value here. I think Tennessee's the better team. I think they're going to play pretty well on defense. They're playing freaking Trevor Simeon and no Elvin Kamara. So, yes, maybe it's a trap, but I'm still going to give the points, take the Titans at home. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Um, I think if yeah, I think Trevor it's gonna Simeon – I don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch. No, I, I, I think I love the under, too. Um, if Simeon doesn't pull a Stafford and throw the ball to Tennessee over and over again, uh, I think the Saints have a shot just because uh, Sean Payton's going to put together the, the offensive game plan. He's going to weave in, you know, take some Tebow here and there. Uh, the, the Titans' defense has been, you know, excellent. Uh, at times this year, but overall, you know, I still kind of wonder about them. You know, they came into the season, you know, sort of middle of the road, and uh, they've gotten some great efforts for some individual players, but uh, overall, I don't know if I still want to really trust them. Again, they, they have to sort of hold things up for the Titans now that Derrick Henry is down. It has to be the Titans' D uh, shouldering the load because otherwise it's going to be Tannehill shouldering the load, and they, I, I really don't think they want that. Uh, I think the Saints' defense might make the difference here. I think Dennis Allen has to find a way to shackle A.J. Brown and make Tanny just anyone else. Tanny, just find whoever you're going to find and beat us. Julio's not out there. Find somebody else and, and beat us with them. Uh, very similar to what any, everyone should be doing with Cincinnati now with, uh, with Joe Burrow. Just shackle up Jamar Chase and say, okay, beat us with anyone else, but you're not going to beat us with him. I think that's what New Orleans needs to do. Uh, with with AJ Brown and I think they're they're bright enough to do that. Um, I, I'll take the points. Um, the Saints don't have to win the game. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they did, but uh, you know, just sort of hedging there. I'll I'll, I'll just take the points. It, it, you know, they might lose by two, um, but either way, I'll, pushy, I'll take New Orleans. Right, this is, you, know, right. you get the home, kind of you get the cop out there. Yeah, I mean, would either one of us be stunned if this was a twenty to seventeen final? No, nope, not at all. All right, Buffalo and the Jets. Uh, again, the Bills continuing with that world tour of really terrible opponents, and now they get the New York Jets. Uh, but Jay already sort of laid it out for you. He thinks that this was the wake-up call that the Bills needed, and maybe they will straighten up and fly right from this point forward. The 
betting public definitely thinks so because they are the biggest spread of the week and they're on the road, although they're in the same state yep. as they usually play. Uh, but the five and three Bills are 13 point favorites at Mike White and the two and six New York Jets. Oh, oh the great Mike White. He's back. He's arms makes his better. comeback, He's you know, back. after they sent his jersey to the Hall of Fame and, and, and that game <laughs> ball for one of the greatest uh, rookie quarterback performances ever. And I would feel so great for Mike White if he wasn't playing the Bills in this spot coming <laughs> off of a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe in my Bills narrative so much. I'm giving oh. it all, and I'm oh. locking it up. Oh, all right. This 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 has got this has got like forty seven to thirteen written all <laughs> over it. I feel like you come off of a loss like that, looking lethargic to the Jaguars. You come back if you're a good team, and the Bills are a good team. They're a very good team. You get a team like the Jets. Uh, we, yeah, this is going to be. I think this is going to be a roll up and then some. The Bills are a very good team. Whether you win the pick or not, you got stones of the week for locking up a team that just lost to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. That That is some balls right there. So you, you. you got the big ones. <laughs> uh, Zach Moss returns at running back for the Bills, so they get some help in the backfield, so they should be a little more whole. So all of that, uh, it still is so hard. It's so hard to trust any uh, anyone that just lost to the Bills uh, or to the Jags, rather. Um, I'm gonna concur and give the 13. Boy, I really Oof. don't want. Well, you to. swallowed it. Boy, you swallowed hard. So what? So you picked the scores for every game. You must have yeah. the Bills winning by like 14. <laughs> 30 to 15 is how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I think it's gonna be. Yeah. I think it's gonna be, be a lock for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this gets into ugly territory. You don't you don't want the good team coming off of a loss like that. Yeah, um, and I even wrote it in my notes before we started the show. Did Buffalo get the wake-up call in Jacksonville? Will they turn it up and, and show that they're better than what uh, what they showed last week? So we we're, we're thinking the same. I just, I'm not going to lock it up. Oh, my God. Uh, that's that's you. You got the big ones, but uh, but we're we're both going to give the big points there and hope that Mike White doesn't have a, a repeat performance of of his uh, debut. Ooh. Uh, on to ugh, speaking of not trusting teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, mm-hmm. hosting the Detroit Lions. And for those of you who didn't see the news before we took the air, uh, did you see? And Roethlisberger out. Got the goop. goop. So. Uh, Mason Rudolph gets the uh, the start for the Steelers. Now the the line I think for uh, this actually gives me a, a chance to mention, which I don't think I mentioned uh, at all this year, where our lines uh, come from. Yeah. And this is uh, my decision. Uh, this is the covers dot uh, com website. www.covers.com has uh, a free fan handicapping contest every year. It's under their their Kings of Covers uh, banner. And I got into the habit years ago before we even had a podcast to use this site for lines because uh, we ran into a pandemic, uh, so to speak, of uh, different sources not having point spreads, like when these quarterbacks would be would be like questionable and game time decisions. A whole lot of sites don't put up their, their lines. A whole lot of casinos don't put up spreads for those situations. And the Covers.com handicapping contest seemed to be the one place that consistently put up spreads for those situations. 
situations and sort of going on what what was more likely to happen and i really appreciated right. that so I, I got into the habit of using them consistently so i still use them um they, they still have a line for for every game and they really do do a good job of updating lines depending on uh, injuries and, and things like that so i think this is uh, legit i think that news came out early enough a couple hours ago to where they could have uh, revamp this line uh, significantly if they wanted to. I just don't think there's that much movement because I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger these days is that much better than Mason Rudolph maybe. Um, but I got the I got all these lines about uh, about a half hour before we went on the air. Um, so Detroit at zero and eight is still a nine point dog at yeah. Mason Rudolph in the five and three Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll tell you, no, they did not adjust because this is a six and a half point line right now. Oh, man. Okay. So, yes, the news got out, but I'm looking right now at the live odds on Covers.com, and I look at the board, and I could actually haven't refreshed this line page, but I'm I'm looking at this now, and this accumulates a bunch of lines from, you know, Caesars and all these places. And this, yeah, this line has gone to six and a half and uh, as low as six. I'm looking at the uh, Kings of Covers contest now, and the line is is seven. It's changed that fast from uh, right wow. before we went on the air to I mean, now. Is are we are we moved it to seven? So I'm gonna ask you: Are we adjusting to the news, or are we going with your I, nine? I, was, I guess I, I was just gonna ask: Did you want me to move this line based on what it is right now? Um, yeah, we're we're the only two uh, playing this contest with each other right now, so we can Correct. make that that ruling and that decision. Yes. Um, so to make it closer to reality, we are officially uh, making that line seven. Uh, so yes, okay. we are making that change. Um, so interestingly, uh, this is a funny one because right, nobody nobody plays down to, to their competition more than the Steelers. <laughs> You're playing a team that you know what Detroit team are you going to get? Are you going to get the ankle biters? Are you going to get the team that makes their coach cry? Are you going to get the team that's no account and shows up and gets their doors blown off? I was completely ready to take the Lions here until Ben got the COVID. (laughs) And then I'm like, Mason Rudolph is sort of immune to all of this other stuff because now the Steelers have to like game plan differently and use their running game differently and actually think. right and actually coach instead of just thinking they're going to show up and win the game so i think mason rudolph sort of negates the mike tomlin effect here and i think <laughs> the steelers blow these guys out i'm gonna give them all uh yeah you'd think they'd have to coach for what they have instead of what they think they have but yeah and you know, I love to crap on. I love to crap on the Steelers for these exactly these kinds of games. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna pick up the mantle. I'm going to crap on the Steelers, yeah. and I'm this, going to say the that they had that a they chance lose. for. So I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I don't. Be, I, that's so I'm Steelers. With I'm with you. Uh, there, there would not be uh, there. There hasn't been a reason for the last two or three years for them not to game plan around what they have now with this version of Ben Roethlisberger. Except they haven't. They still act like right. Ben Roethlisberger is still Ben Roethlisberger from 2012 and just slinging it around and able to throw for 400 and uh, on the snap of a finger. And that's not the guy he is. But they still act like that's the guy he is. I don't have any confidence that the Steelers are going to figure out what they have, uh, whether it's Mason Rudolph, Ben Roethlisberger, or anybody else. 
Uh, Chase Claypool is also not going to play. He's got a toe injury. So the weaponry uh, keeps getting lower and lower. We know Juju is already out for the year. Uh, so Mason and guys running around out there, Deontay Johnson and, and guys you never heard of, you would think they would rely on the running game uh, and Najee Harris. I don't have any reason to, to I don't have any reason to think that they're going to be bright enough to do that. Uh, I'm taking the ankle biters. I'm taking them to cover the number, and I'm not going to put my ass out there to say that I got them winning their first game and, and going that hard. But I'm putting my ass out there in a different way, pretty hard. I'll take the seven and I'll lock it up. This is Mike Man. Tomlin doesn't know how to beat down a team that he needs to beat down. That he's never been able to figure that out. So I, I agree. Also, though, they just did this last week, right? <laughs> they tend not to do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, but this is a different situation. It's a different quarterback. They had to. Now we got Tom Lou who doesn't know how to adjust uh, during a week when he has a different. Uh, when he has a, a weaker opponent, now he has to make an adjustment off of a, a whole different quarterback. Like everything's been thrown in the chaos with that team right now with, with the the Ben Roethlisberger news. So yeah. I don't. I think everything's off the table with the Steelers right now. Yeah, I think this game is a win if Mason Rudolph just manages not to get his head caved in. Right. Just don't don't get your own helmet uh, thrown up against the side of your cranium, and you'll be doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm locking up the line. No racial epithets. Uh, please, you know, even though nobody, nobody backed up Miles Garrett on that one. Nobody seems to be but... no evidence at all of that. <laughs> Correct, nothing caught on film. Uh, yes. Nothing, nothing else. Uh, but hey, you know what? Miles Garrett will—he stick—that's his story, and he's sticking to it. Because you weren't there, and you can't—and you can't it. prove a thing. Yeah. <sighs> This is, uh, I think there's no better indicator of what the hell this last couple of weeks has done to me. I just locked up the Detroit Lions, folks. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. The Owen forever Detroit Lions? The guys who made the coach cry. I I just locked them up. Uh, You know, nothing else has worked, so what the hell. All right, pair of double-digit spreads left on the table. Uh, First, those Jags that got the big win last week uh, going into the Indianapolis Colts in the Dome. Uh, they are now two and six. The Jaguars are, and uh, that's a bit of a surprise in yeah. itself. Uh, ten and a half point dogs at Carson Wentz and the four and five Colts. That, that, that you know, that was a cute win. I'll, I'll give them credit, but th- there's just you know we talk about the class organizations like the teams that just you feel like they're just they're they're coached well. They're, we talk about the Ravens. I'm starting to get that feeling about the Colts. You've got that great X factor. You just don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do, right? You, you just don't know what he's going to pull out, right? Is he going to pull out the, the, the left-handed jump pass out of his no. own end zone? No. And that oh, kind no. of nonsense, you know, but then on the other side of that, you've got, as long as he's headed the ball to Jonathan Taylor, who who now that Derrick Henry is hurt, I, like I said, he's he's having an MVP caliber season that really nobody's talking about, um, except for me. I have mentioned it a couple of times on this show. Um, You're talking and, about it. And I'm talking about it. Are they talking about it? I mean, am I missing something, or is it no, hearing I'm it out saying, there? You're the one. You're you're the one. You're talking about. Yeah, it. Jonathan Taylor has been playing. He's been balling out. He's been playing great. I mean, and the Colts have been, you know, they've been hot and cold, and it's all going to come down to how well Carson Wentz plays. Colts are starting to feel like that team, like 
another version of the Vikings and the Browns, right? Run the ball, hide your quarterback, don't let him crap all over himself, you know, or don't let him wench the bed, I guess is what I called it uh, last year when he was uh. with the Eagles. You know, if, as long as you can hide him from those types of moments, especially in the high-pressure situations, I think the Colts have no problem. They have a good defense. They, You know, they can roll the, these teams up. I'm going to take the Colts here. It, this one scares me. Um, the Jaguars are better against the run than they are against the pass, but I think this is a step up in class for them, and they might be feeling themselves a little bit after, oh, yeah, we beat the Bills, we're bad. This is what bad teams do. They have a really good game, and then they just show up and completely just get their doors blown off. So I expect the Colts to put one over on the Jaguars. Um, I'm with you in the general view of the game that I'm, I'd am i be scared of, of either pick, um, and either way happening is, is certainly foreseeable. Um, the Jaguars uh, got to give the respect to the defense co- coming to, to kill the Bills and Showing up, you know, clearly it's not the same defense as from a few years ago when they were in the conference title game. But it was uh, good to see that they got something still. You know, they they lost so many players uh, over the years, uh, but they they got they got the one. They got Josh Allen. They got you know the one good kid to, to turn into great effort. And uh, you know, you never know if that's a springboard for them to sort of take over and, and uh, say, hey, this is our unit, and we're going to show that you know you can rely on us again. Um, will the Colts be able to resist uh, the Jaguars if they do come in like that? I don't know if they can. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, like you pointed out, is, is doing some of those Carson Wentz things and uh, making some of those uh, Jameis-like plays and make you go, ah, why did you do that? Uh, <sighs> it is scary. James uh, Robinson uh, had a heel situation, but he's expected to play. So um, he's, you know, not this – the, not so far this year, he's not on the same level as Jonathan Taylor. But in general, I, I think both of those guys are surprisingly, at, you know, in the top echelon of running backs in the league. I think they're right up there with, with the, you know, right under the, the Derrick Henry line, which there's like Derrick Henry and then everybody else right now. Um, I think they're right there uh, uh, in the next tier. Uh, so I think both those teams are going to uh, establish the run and, and see which quarterback uh, makes the you know, so crushing interception or the the bad mistake uh, at the end of the game. Um, so I'll take w- w- with that theory. I'll, I'll take the Jaguars to cover the ten and a half because Carson Wentz I think has as much right to make the the terrible play at the end of the game as as uh, as Lawrence does as Trevor Lawrence. So I can see it either way. So I'll just take the big points on that one. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the three or four terrible plays that Lawrence is going to make early in the game that could you know. Mm. But yeah, I I get the sense that you win this pick if they sneak in under the number. Like, this feels like garbage time to me. I don't know how competitive this game is going to be. I think if both teams uh, stick with the run and, and try not to trust their quarterback too much, I think it actually might be even, like, in the first, uh, you know, two or three quarters. that They might be, okay. you know, taffy pool going into the fourth. Uh, on to Carolina and Arizona, back to double-digit spread territory. But the – I don't know who's actually going to play for Arizona. We still got a lot of injury situations. Uh, we talked about uh, Chase Edmonds spraining his ankle, so James Conner taking over and going to be the man at running back. And then as far as the two guys that people want to know about, of course, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I, last I read, they're both going to be game-time decisions. 
but at least they let Kyler Murray practice yesterday. So I think if I'm just my completely uneducated guess is I think they're going to let Murray play because most teams don't let their quarterback, if he's hurt, they don't let him practice unless he's going to actually get out there and, and play because uh, there's too much risk of you know getting re-injured or something like that. And new guys, it, I, I'm just guessing. It feels like they're going to give him another week to try to rest and, and come back uh, healthy. You know, his hamstrings, you don't want to play around with that. Uh, but that's just completely guessing on my part. As far as Carolina, we know that Sam Darnold is down and out and on injured reserve. Uh, so P.J. Walker is going to be the man at quarterback for the next week at least until uh, Cam. Uh, yeah. until Cam gets caught up to speed. They signed, they signed, in uh, Carolina. They signed the corpse of Cam Newton. <laughs> uh, and, and if he came in and, and got a, a – Goal line run or two, I don't think anyone will be surprised at that. Uh, he's not going to actually start, but uh, he probably will be starting uh, by the time next week comes around after whatever P.J. Walker does tomorrow. Uh, so Carolina at four and five, ten and a half point dogs at the eight and one Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah, P.J. Walker was a nice story last year, right? Got them a few wins, um, you know, a little respectability. So it's not like he's going into this ice cold, uh, not quite a random Allen situation, but I mean, he's, he's on the doorstep, right? Yeah. He, he's on the welcome mat of the home for random Allens. Uh, he, he's not too far away from, from, you know, kicking down that door and joining the realm, but I'm going to give him just a little bit of respect above random Allen territory for being a, you know, at least serviceable NFL backup and not just guy off the street quality, like who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Uh, but with that being said, I don't think he's going to hold up at all to this Arizona pass rush. Uh, they're clearly getting after teams and getting after guys and rolling up teams. Even with, with Colt McCoy, they're beating teams with, with good yeah. NFL quarterbacks or at least, you know, league average NFL quarterbacks. So I, I, I fear for, for young P.J., in this game, uh, if we, I don't know, is, is Cam Newton eligible to play? I've heard that they said they might try to work him in some. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty so, sure he could play if they, you know, if they want to put him out. I, this feels like the kind of game to me where we're, the more we see Cam Newton, the worse things are going to be for Carolina. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Arizona and give the point. I'm, you know, I'm taking underdogs this week, but I'm giving all the big points. So this one, this week really scares the heck out of me. Yeah, the uh, three double-digit favorites. You're you're giving all the well, no four, four double-digit favorites, and you're you're giving them all with all of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have no idea who's up for for Arizona. It doesn't matter this doesn't year. Matter? Does it matter? <laughs> winning with their second stringers and winning big. So, uh, all props and praise to Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals for what they've done. Uh, can they still dominate against a decent defense? And this is where I'd uh, give the Panthers, I guess, some a little bit of credit. I've been calling them frauds for a few weeks now because of their loss. They're still team. number two. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. I've just said they weren't as nearly as good as people were putting them out to be. They're, but they're not bad. It's not a bad defense. Uh, so I, I'm going to take the points. I think they're going to be able to hold – Whoever's out there for the Cardinals uh, in you know within ten points, I, I don't know if that's too much to ask. And it helps that Ghost Boy won't be out there. The 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 ghost of Sam Darnold is not going to be out there to, to foul things up. So 
all P.J. Walker has to do is, is manage the game and, and keep them within 10 and a half. And I, I don't know if you're going to get much out of Cam at all tomorrow, but uh, I think P.J. can, can game manage him to, to a 10-point loss. I'll, I'll take that gladly. Yeah, I would uh, be shocked but, if they get like a goal line situation, send Cam in for one play, and then he gets concussed. He, and he gets broken into, into pieces. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, Chandler Jones puts him to bed. Oh. All right, Vikings and Clippers out in SoFi, uh, three and five Minnesota and five and three Los Angeles. Uh, for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, we again just haven't had enough craziness happen this week. Dalvin Cook uh, is still a go, apparently, last I read, despite uh, a woman filing suit against him this week, saying that he beat her and, and imprisoned her and held her hostage and all this other type of stuff. Uh, yeah, good job out of you, Dalvin. Uh, way to stay out of trouble. Um, he, he had his PR people out there putting the story out that she somehow imprisoned him first or something. Uh, like he, it was he reverse was, imprisonment. He said he was the victim of, of abuse. He was the victim yes. of, of, uh, of a, an abusive relationship uh, and that basically broke the day before a woman filed suit saying that she was the victim of an abusive relationship from Dalvin Cook. So that's definitely the, uh, the he said, she said, uh, the all-timer right there, the uh, – Filing the report before the uh, the suit even gets filed, uh, so, but he's uh, he's not benched or anything. I haven't heard anything about uh, him being in any kind of trouble yet, so he's still a go for this game tomorrow. Uh, for the Clippers, uh, Joey Bosa hasn't been practicing all week. He's got an ankle injury. Uh, looks like he's gonna try to give it a go, but might not be all that effective. Uh, cop out line for this one: Minnesota's plus three at the Clippers. You know what'll make Dalvin Cook feel really good. We don't want to help Dalvin Cook get his mind off all of his troubles in his personal life and, and false imprisonment one way or the other or imprisonment. Who knows? I'll tell you what will get his mind off of it. The DFL defense of the <laughs> Los Angeles Clipper Chargers. Um, that will get his mind off of it. I don't care if it's Dalvin Cook, if it's Alexander Madison, you know, if Adrian Peterson decides to come back to the Vikings, Robert <laughs> You know, if, if, if was it Robert Evans uh, or Robert, oh, Robert Smith? Smith the, the, Robert the Smith wants to come back. Yeah, any of these guys want to come back and have a go at this at this Clipper Charger defense? Uh, let them go because I have a feeling that this is going to be Kirk Cousins putting the ball in someone's belly a whole heck of a lot in this game. And as much as I admire what the Chargers are doing, I admire the stones of their coach. They've been going for it. They are just playing awful against the run. They escaped from Philadelphia. The Vikings are, are, are a better team than them uh, offensively, they're, 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 eh, defensively, but they're better against the pass than that, that Eagles D against the pass. I think this is enough for the Vikings to go in and sneak out an outright win. I'm going to take the Vikings. Mo Williams is looking around for his pass. He wants to get out there and run against him. Leroy Ward <laughs> is waking up and looking around. Hey, I can play yeah. still. Yeah, this um, is – Man, that Chargers run be atrocious. In addition to that, the Vikings have to send the Wolves after Justin Herbert on defense and put him down in order to keep him from lighting them up because I think that's where they lose the game is if they don't get the pressure on Justin Herbert and just let him sit back there and, and pick them apart. But uh, I think they can do that. I think the Vikings have uh, – I know they lost uh, Daniel Hunter to injury, but they've been – uh, right up there with all the, the best sacking teams in the league this year. Uh, they were number one for a while. I think they might still be number one. Um, and I think that's that's another uh, vantage point to how to get the win 
in addition to what you definitely said, uh, which is the running game, uh, running over the Clippers, uh, who have not been stopping the run this year at all, giving up five yards per carry. So that would definitely uh, help Minnesota balance their offense and, and keep it out of Kirk Cousins' hands, which is definitely the way they want to go about business. So I will definitely concur with you and take the Vikings. All right, Seattle Green Bay. This is the big one in the late afternoon. Russ Wilson versus Karen Rogers. Russ coming back from his busted finger, got the pins out, and he's ready to go. And Karen Rogers, I guess she's finished her research on how to stop the COVID and how to not get vaccinated, but still claim that you're immunized. And she's all ready to go. She's cleared and she's ready to come back. Uh, so the Seahawks at three and five, three and a hook, three and a half point dogs at the seven and two Packers. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm taking all that other stuff aside. Just the Packers getting Aaron Rodgers back, basically get him off of a bye. All the reports are he was pretty much, he had COVID, but he had no symptoms. It was just an asymptomatic week. So, hey, we just gave Aaron Rodgers a bye right in the middle of the season, and he gets to come back. He's got Devontae Adams back. Um, their defense is getting back to being somewhat healthy. They've, their back end has been actually holding up really well, even with injuries. Um, I, yeah, I, I was really close to locking up the Packers two weeks in a row, but I try to shy away from locking up the same team all the time. I think it's nice that the Seahawks are going to get Russ back. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nasty. That Packers defense is playing out of its minds. I'm going to take the Packers here. It just just getting Aaron Rodgers back is enough that I that I think that they should be able to cover this number. And I'm stunned that this number is as low as it is. Because of the great Russell Wilson coming back to Wisconsin. Uh, Are they uh, going to retire I, his number? I guess. <laughs> had a great football career he had at the, uh, the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, Russ. For one year. Uh, walks, uh-huh. uh, he walks into uh, – they're off, off the bye, the Seahawks are, so that's – uh, a good thing for them. But yeah, Russ walks into a hostile environment. They're going to be jazzed up. Uh, Packers 3-0 at home this year, coming off a month on the sideline versus a solid secondary. That, that's that's not a, a good situation uh, for Russell Wilson. You know, Karen's going to be extra motivated with all the talk about everything that's happened this past week and whatnot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I concur. I, I don't have much else to add. I, I don't know how the Packers don't uh, come in and dominate the uh, coming off of everything that they've gone through this past week. The Seahawks will allow you to dominate them, so that's a big part of it as well. Is you're not talking about a great defense coming in uh, for the Packers uh, to face, so that should be uh, everything plays in, in favor. you got the, the Packer weather, uh, you know, the situation. Yeah, Seahawks coming in uh, from their home and, and having to, to deal with uh, the, those those Lambo conditions and Late afternoon, yeah, this, this, I, I concur. It feels like a, a beatdown for the Packers. Yeah, I guess you could say Aaron Rodgers is going to give them a shot in the arm. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that doesn't even deserve a response. I'm not even... <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, one more late afternoon game, Philadelphia and Denver. Uh, the 3-6 and six Eagles and the 5-4 and four Broncos. Philly is missing key elements uh, to be a, a contending team, but they're not boring. They they can be pretty exciting. And then Denver is well coached and, and have elements to contend. They're right there in playoff division, but they're boring as fuck. So something's yeah. got to give in that one. Um, Eagles uh, are plus two and a half at the Broncos. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Broncos, 
And then after I get done talking about the Broncos, I'm going to be sitting here going, please take the Eagles. Please take the Eagles. Please take the Eagles. Because you just love you. You just love Jalen Hurts. You are so in the bag for the – you might not admit it, but you are so in the bag for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Please take the Eagles. Please take – because you just keep gifting me these Eagles. I need to – please take the Eagles. Um, But they can't – they're not going to go up. They're not going to throw on these guys. Denver's pretty stout all over the field. They don't really – they don't give up the run. They don't give up the pass. It's the Denver offense. What is Denver's offense going to do? Are we going to get that Denver offense that went down to, you know, that went down to Dallas and just lit those guys up? Or are we going to get this sort of Teddy Bridgewater malaise offense? We don't know quite what it's going to look like. And they're just going to let the Eagles hang around and hang around and hang around and pull out a win late um, because Jalen Hurts pulls off some kind of crazy run play or extends a drive with his legs. I'm still going to take the Broncos here. I think the Broncos are the better team. Um, you know, the five and four, they could be going to six and four. What I think the, the quiet, sneaky six and four, possibly Denver Broncos. I admire the Eagles grit and I admire what they're trying to do. I just think this is a little too much for them trying to go on the road in this spot against a very stout defensive team. All three of the Eagles wins this year on the road. Uh, the Broncos, both both their offensive tackles are going to be down. The, both their starting tackles, Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey, are out with ankle injuries. They're going to get after the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. The run defense for Denver is trending down. That's a real bad sign coming in against the six-ranked run offense of the Philadelphia Eagles. You will get your wish. I am taking the yes, Eagles. I knew it. And you knew it the whole time, and you took I Denver did. in your way. So. I'm just deacon you now. Uh huh. If you get this L, it's on you because you knew I was well, that, where I was going before that game even started. <laughs> We're so in the bag for the Eagles this year. <laughs> Almost as much as the potato skins, right? Yeah. <sighs> uh, what can I say? On um, Sunday night is going to be a uh, very fun AFC West matchup between the Chiefs and the Raiders out in Las Vegas. Uh, Good luck making what you can of either one of these two franchises. Uh, But the Chiefs still have the love and the backing of Vegas, ironically, because they are the favorites despite how they've been playing. They are 5-4, and and they are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the 6-3 and Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I'll tell you what I see. I see see a Raiders team, even after their coach quit and their best receiver, uh, you know, ran somebody down. You know, it's funny because somebody on uh, Twitter this week posted this thing, like, who would be your dream wide receiver? You know, but, you know, best hands, best, you know, well, best, you know, best speed. And I'm like, well, why didn't anybody take Henry Ruggs at his speed? I mean, dude goes 150-something miles an hour, but that's just me. Um, hey, hey! I, I know what I see. I, thank you. I know what I see. I see a Chiefs team that isn't very good defensively, looks like they have no clue what they're doing or no identity offensively against a Raiders team that just doesn't seem to quit putting up big chunks of yardage. I I had a hard time, and I see that the betting public, the money, all this is going towards the Chiefs, and I'm like, why? I, I think the Raiders are the better team right now at this point in the season. I think history is coming down on the side of the Chiefs and, and you know, and, and bias, you know, like, oh, it's the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. You clearly haven't been watching the games if you just think that they're just going to show up and blow these guys out and, and go on the road and win this one. I'm taking the Raiders to win. They should not be basically home dogs at this spot. The, the Chiefs have done nothing to deserve this line. 
I mean, I understand. It's you know, it's still the Chiefs, the Chiefs. and the Raiders when you, yeah. when you well, it, and the Raiders when you talk about two yeah. organizations, I definitely rank the Chiefs organization over the Raiders. So yes, because you know, coming in this coming into this year, the Chiefs were head and shoulders better than the Raiders, but it's just the way you know the Chiefs offense has played this year makes you go, uh, I don't know. So uh, I, I see why they're favorites, but I also see why people would not. How can you trust the Chiefs right now? The way they've been playing, there's, there's no way you can say you trust them. Uh, the Raiders finally, uh, like we talked about, finally came down and, and crashed and had one too many. Uh, I, I didn't mean to use crash with Henry Ruggs. That was in it. I'm, I'm not going for the, uh, the, the. I'm not going for the jokes like Jay is. I actually accidentally did that one. Um, but they finally uh, hit their wall, hit their car. Wait, no. Oh, um, they hit the skids? Oh. Yeah, uh, all of that uh, when they finally lost uh, last week to the Giants. So they're, bo- they're, both, they're both on the skids, the Chiefs and the, and the Raiders. Uh, they're on skid row. Uh, Deshaun Jackson signs uh, with, the, with the Raiders to, I guess, be the speed replacement for, for Henry Ruggs. So Deshaun's ready to run his one route, which is go. Go fast. Go deep. Perfect go Raider. Hitter. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. It's all he can do. Just run deep. Go, go get him. Uh, all of a sudden, Vegas has a passing defense that can actually stop some things. This is the biggest like shocker of all uh, when you talk about this game and what's been developing. Like I don't know where that came. I know the pressure helps a lot. I know the fact that the Raiders have been getting a ton of yeah. pressure helps the back end a lot. But like they're actually making plays back there. When I, where did that? When did that happen? When did the Raiders start actually making defensive plays in the in the secondary? They're only giving up six point three yards per throw this year. That is stunning. Usually they're at like eight point three at this point of the season. Um, Pat should continue to, to scuffle, and I will concur and take the Raiders to win. I don't know uh, how I can trust the Chiefs right now. The way they've been playing, I just <laughs> the slide just blew me away. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I understand it, but I, I can't take the Chiefs the way they've been playing. No, no way. Because I've always had the opinion that a a three point road favorite is a six point swing. So you're telling me people think, right? Because the cop out line's always there. The home team should always be minus three. That's where it starts. It doesn't start at pick them. It starts at home team minus three. You're telling me the Chiefs have shown you that they're six points better than the Raiders so far? Okay. Probably, because if the Chiefs are playing the way they're supposed to be, they'd probably be about a five-point favorite or six. Yeah, they should be, right? Yeah. Like the Chiefs, if they were the Chiefs, they, yeah, they should be a touchdown favorite in this game. Yeah. It should also be like seven and two. They're not. <laughs> a, lot of sh- a lot of should-bes. Yeah. Monday night, NFC West action, Raiders 49ers, L.A. at seven and two, coming off of whatever that was on uh, Sunday night against the Titans. And San Fran three and five coming off of whatever they've been they've been doing. Uh, Rams are the road favorites Monday night minus three and a half at the Forty ers You know I've been playing up this Rams curse thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not an idiot. I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> Wait a minute. So anyone who takes the Niners is an idiot. Um, so OBJ yes. is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so OBJ is a is a Ram now. Uh, Right at the, you know, and it was so Robert ironic. There blows his leg out. Exactly, they're laughing and smiling, and Sean McVay is feeling good about OBJ earlier in the week, and then about the about three and a half seconds later, uh, Robert Woods blows his ACL out. So, uh, or all of a sudden, he, oh boy, here we go with the conspiracies again. Um, look, I, 
Eli Mitchell's back up for the Niners. He had ribs. Um, I'll get into it more in the after show, but I actually got a little uh, numbers to get into as far as the 49ers and why they might be a, a better than most people think and ready to, to maybe make some Uh-oh. noise. Uh, so I'm going to be the idiot here. And you oh, know what? no. With the record that I've had, you know, this in the last few weeks, why not? Uh, so yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the 49ers. I actually got them to win the game over wow. the struggling L.A. Rams. And we'll definitely get wow. into it in the after okay. show. More when we come back. to our VIP after show program. Yeah, I, you know, when you're this bad, as, as I've been the last few weeks, you, you definitely get desperate. You definitely take a bunch of I dogs like, like I did this week, and, and you, you get into more numbers, and you try to figure out, okay, these really good teams, what do they have in common? These bad teams, what do they have in common? So I'm, I'm trying to read some of the stats real quick, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what am I missing? What, what, what do these – really good teams, what do they have in common? And it's actually even more basic and rudimental uh, rudimental than, like, running offense rankings, passing offense rankings. How about just straight yards per play, just whether it's a run or a pass play, just straight yards per play. And most of, the, you know, those top whatever, 12, 13, 15 teams, most of them – Yards per play, offensively and defensively, you're you're talking about the teams that are you know all in, in you know at the top of their divisions, uh, in in playoff contention and wild card uh, contention right now. Those are all those same teams uh, that are right there when you look at the top yards per 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 play teams. But one team kept jumping out at me on offense and defense. That why are they in the middle of best? Yards per play on offense and defense, and they're three and five, and that's the 49ers. Yards per play offensively, 6.1 yards per play, passing and running. That's tied for fourth best in the league, the 49ers. You go, okay, well, that kind of makes sense a little bit when you talk about, you know, the offensive mindset and, and the, the creativity of Kyle Shanahan, the way they uh, run their plays. And it, to me, and you can, I don't know how much 49ers you've watched this year, but backs up a little bit of 49ers football that I've seen, which is when Jimmy Garoppolo runs the shit that's supposed to be ran, they look good. They look potent and they look like they can make plays. The problem is Jimmy G likes to make the wrong play at just the wrong, you know, perfectly wrong time and have the bad turnover or the yes. bad, you know, take the bad sack or what have you. Um, but when they run their offense right, it actually looks good. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they're only giving up 5.3 yards per play. That's tied for fifth best in football. Both top five yards per play, offense and defense, and they're three and five. I, I'm sorry. I think they might be ready for a run. I think they're ready to make oh. a breakout. And this is a good time as any to do it against a Rams team that's got to be kind of, you know, their head spinning a little bit off of what happened against the Titans. I, I totally see your point. And, and now I'm going to tell you the, what you're missing. Okay. Because I'm looking at the numbers here. I'm looking at the stats. And I'm not a big stat guy. But what I see with the Niners 
is this is a team that turns the ball over too much yep. and doesn't turn over their opponent. Their DFL defensively turning over their opponent. They only have five turnovers so far through through all their games. And they're 27th turning the ball over. So mm-hmm. they're, they, don't, they don't hang on to the football, and they don't get the ball back from their opponents. That's all, you know, there it is. Because, yeah, they're, they're, their defensive metrics are top 10. They're not good against the run, but they're really good on the back end. And they're middle of the league or better in every offensive category, right? They're not mm-hmm. bad. But so much of that's just this Kyle Shanahan machine, right? They just plug guys in there, and, and this offense just kind of churns along. But if your defense doesn't turn anybody over and your offense is sloppy with the football, that's how you end up losing a lot of games. Now, that's a great uh, call out of you. You, you, can't, you can't have both. You, you, you can get away with giving it up if you take it back away. Right. Uh, or, You're bad at or both. You can get a, yeah, you, or you can get away with not turning it over if you take care of the damn thing. You can't have both. You can't have it where you don't take care of it and also you don't take it back. That's how you get to three and five. So you're right. That That is uh, the, the part that's missing, and that explains a lot. Uh, but, again, that backs up what I what I was watching, what I was seeing out there, is that they have the, the bones. They have the skeleton of a potent team on offense and defense. If they could just take care of the damn football, if they could just have yeah. a quarterback – that doesn't throw the ball away or, or have the, the soul-crushing fumble or what have you. That there's a lot of ways that Jimmy G finds a way to sort of sabotage and, and sub, submarine that team. And I, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, the reason they drafted Trey Lance, and, and I think it's obvious that Kyle Shanahan wants to get Trey Lance in there at the right time. And, and it's pretty obvious that Jimmy G is not going to be the guy. And, and that's probably a, a really good example of why. They have a potent offense if they could just get a quarterback in there that would take care of the damn football. Right. I mean, look at, look at what Kyle Shanahan did with, you know, with Matt Ryan, right? He got the mm-hmm. best. He, probably, he might have put him in the hall of fame, hmm. you know, because Matt Ryan. Ryan's had a good long career, but for those, those Kyle Shanahan years, he was great. Sure. I mean, we were talking like 10 yards per attempt. I remember you during that 2016 season, just like these numbers don't make sense. <laughs> it, it was insane. Like, that, that offense that, that they had, I mean, it was just crazy. And it wasn't just like bubble screens. It was deep balls. No. It was like ev- everything worked for that team until like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter of the, you know, the Super Bowl. Yeah, Everything worked. Um, yeah, it looked like they were playing on a Canadian field, like it was extra wide. I was like, damn, they yeah. just everyone has got guys. Space. I saw it live in person. I saw guys more wide open in space in that NFC Championship game. Like, if they looked open on TV, like yeah. the actual at the game, I mean, dudes were catching the ball so wide open, like you were just marveling at like how, who, who, what, who had that? Guy? <laughs> Where are the eleven guys on this? Is Where professional football. Dude shouldn't be that open. This wasn't like Bears cover zero. This was like guys <laughs> schemed open, right? Yeah. And and it was just like it was fun to watch. I, I I mean it was absolutely. I'm glad I got to see it in person. I'm glad I wasn't at the next game in person. I might be dead. Um, <laughs> my heart would have just exploded right there. You know, I would have gone full Fred Sanford right there. You're a fucking Cubs fan. You've lived through everything. I have. I lived through Bartman. I lived through all kinds of stuff, right? I lived through 84. I mean, I lived through a lot. But don't forget, I was going through that Super Bowl run like two months after I just watched the Cubs win the World Series. So, I mean, you know I was riding right. pretty high. Sure. 
and uh, that that just broke me. <laughs> but I was like, hey, at least I got the Cubs. Look, if the I, Cubs had blown that game seven, and then I got to watch that uh, Super Bowl, that would have been that would have been a bit too much. That would have been hard. That would have been hard to take. But at least I got the, at least I got that World Series title. And you know, and and that season Atlanta had in 2016 was that was a hell of a run. That was that was. That Hell was yeah. fun to watch. That was that wasn't fun bad. That was fun good. <laughs> and when you get those fun good teams, it's you know it's too bad they didn't get that Super Bowl. That team will only ever remember be remembered for twenty eight to three. But they weren't a garbage team. No, definitely. You know they had a garbage coach. <laughs> they were still a little. They were a little aggressive when they shouldn't have been, and a little not aggressive when they you know they just kind of did the opposite of what they needed to do. Um, but that was fun to watch, and you know. I even forgot the point I was trying to make. <laughs> what were we talking about? You got me on a roll there. Kings of Nazareth, uh, Kyle Shanahan, and giving him his, his flowers, yes. and then how the yeah uh, how he can be creative and put together right. a good offense. So yeah, I'm, I'm so right I with think the Trey I'm, Lance thing. I, I get it, but Trey Lance is like one notch above Jordan Love, like deer in the headlights kind of thing going on right now. I was making fun of him real hard, you know, for the, the quadruple pump on the guy wide open. Yeah. It's yeah. just not there. I understand what they want, and I understand why they drafted him, but you can clearly see when Trey Lance has taken the field why he's not starting, why they keep going back to Jimmy G. But don't you also see clearly that him and Jordan Love and Justin Fields, like they're not going to get there until you put them on the field and give them the reps in order for them to get – They're not. you're not going to get that there in the headlights look. <sighs> right by standing on the sideline you're, you're never going to get the feel of the of the game and the speed of the game by standing there and then trying to watch it on the sideline you got to get in there and Jordan, get Love, Jordan Love was so far so out of his league nobody nobody shows that level of disrespect to just zero blitzes pretty much the whole game nobody and it was working yes <laughs> yeah you you should not be able to empty the entire back end and just rush everybody after the quarterback successfully for an entire game. That that should bite you in the ass many times. Even against bad quarterbacks, that should bite you in the ass. And Jordan Love was just like not ready. You know, Trey Lance has looked, eh, but Trey Lance's move mostly so far has been uh, take the snap and start running. Yeah. You know. I get it. I understand why they drafted him and what the skill set is that they like, but then I totally understand why Jimmy G is still starting. I don't think he's the guy. I just think if you're you're just looking at best chance to win, I still think that's with Jimmy G. And then, I understand and then bring in that Trey too. Lance to be your Taysom Tebow kind of thing for now. Right. I understand it too, but I think it's clear that Shanahan knows that Garoppolo's not going to be the guy like, ultimately, and I think right. basically he's waiting for well, he's waiting for Lance to get healthy because he hurt himself, or um, for the Niners and, to be out of it completely. And then once help, when, then once Lance is healthy, he's waiting for the Niners to be eliminated, and then he can yeah. make his move. Yeah, I mean, that's about that's where I was going. Shanahan there. was getting production from Nick Mullins. I mean, remember that, that that season where Jimmy G was completely gone, and we kept like, how are mm-hmm. these guys ranked in the top half of the league offensively? With just dudes. C.J. Beathard as well. Yeah, C.J. Beathard and, and Nick Mullins had them yeah. like respectable. Like they, yeah. they were in games. They were covering numbers. They were the Niners were some of the cheapest covers with those guys. No, I definitely remember. So yeah, 
Shanahan's got the the creativity. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That that it, that NFC West, uh, you got the three minds and and offensive schemes that look like they're ready to Carroll. <laughs> ready to to take the next step and and be the future of football and be so creative and space agey and and then you got. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Yeah. Just going, woo, you know, doing his Ric Flair impersonation <laughs> on the sideline all the time. Refusing to do anything other yeah. than two runs and then Russ Baum on third. Like, come on, man. Right. That's... So imagine you, you, like, pluck Pete Carroll out of Seattle, and you put one of those three guys that's left in Seattle, and you've got Russell Wilson, and you've got DK Metcalf, right, and you, you've got Tyler Lockett. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah, you, you're right there. You, you got the you got this creative, uh, much of a, a chance to have a creative offense as, as any of them. And that sort of swings me back around to thinking about how excited I am for anyone to come in to Chicago and take over with Justin Fields, who doesn't have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lock. I understand that, but you can get weapons later. But just right now, I think job one has to be find a creative mind. It, Eric Bieniemy is still sitting there waiting for somebody to, to hire him. Just one example, but just find I, a creative I like mind. Eric Bieniemy as a head coach candidate. I just don't. Is the creativity there with him, or is it? I've got Patrick Mahomes, so I think well, he deserves one, the job. Only way to find out. But yeah, I just don't. I just don't know if I'm when I think of that Chiefs offense, right. You know, a lot of we know Andy Reid drives a lot. I like yeah, obviously Bieniemy should be a head coach by now, but I've got the weird, you know, I've got the weird sense that sort of that overshadow. Obviously, aside from the narrative reason, uh, you know, he's not the, you know, the Sean McVay tree or that type of thing going on. Like even even these guys like there used to be like genius guys like Sean Payton don't have the the luster on them that they used to have. Nobody's plucking saints assistance away for all their creativity. Yeah, this is true. Um, but yeah, but that, yes, the enemy should be a head coach. Yeah. That, this is how it works though. You've got the, the head coach that he, he might, it might be him. It might be all of his plays and all of his creativity, but you have to take the chance to hire his assistants, hoping yeah. that some of that dripped off of him and got onto them um, and you know, mixed with whatever creativity they might add and bring to the table themselves, uh, that's how it works. You you got to yeah. take the and, chance and on guys, guys. Who, otherwise you're just recycling old guys. And there's a track record for bleeding guys off of Andy Reid, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, th- right. There's a tree there. There's the Belichick tree. Andy Reid has, and now he's got a Super Bowl, so you can't just knock him for that. Andy Reid's got that coaching tree, so there's lineage there. I, yeah, I, do, I mean, obviously you're a Bears fan. I mean, if the Bears fired Matt Nagy at the end of the season and hired Eric Bieniemy, I, you'd be ecstatic. You should be. Uh, that, that's my first call, but even honestly, it, it doesn't have to be Bieniemy. Any creative mind, anybody, you know, yes. no Lovey Smith, no Mark Trestman, no right. uh, <laughs> Nagy was supposed to be the guy, right? He's from uh, Reed's tree, I believe. And yeah. It's, you see that creativity, it, it didn't drip off. It, it just didn't. Uh, they are no. DF, the yards per play thing that I was talking about, DFL, the Chicago Bears. No. This Four is the yards Chicago, per play. Four. This is the Chicago Bears. So, unfortunately, your team is cursed with this position yeah. and with offense in general. So, I can tell you right now, they fire Matt Nagy, and they hire some lunkhead, defensive-minded head coach, maybe like a – 
Dan Quinn type uh, <laughs> to come oh, in there. Dude, I'm just saying, though, but this is your team. You know I'm right. This is what their move is. They they hire the the the, the meathead. Had defensive, well, we're going to bring monsters as a midway back. You know that this, oh. this is what the old lady wants to hear, right? The beers, you know. It, it, yeah, I, I hate to say it. I don't think they're forward-thinking enough to bring in the big offensive guru. They they showed Virginia in the booth, too. I hate being right about your team. I hate crapping on your team and being right. Because Matt Nagy was out the door. He was gone before that Uh, run last year. And he's doing it to himself again. But you, if you look at the, if you look at the numbers and you look at the play on the field, you you know that he's not the guy. He's not. There's no creativity. There's nothing being planned and ran for Justin nope. Fields to to use and show the the, the the current strengths of Justin Fields. Right. No, nothing they run is for Justin Fields to have the best success at being Justin Fields. Everything they're running uh, right now, the whatever he might be best at. That's the DFL pass offense in football. Yeah, DF, DFL uh, yards per play. Period. Chicago Bears. Yeah. You you you're not running anything to to have your guy have success. You're at, you're treating him like a, a, a like Andy Dalton's substitute still, and that's the big problem right. I guess I have is that's not Andy Dalton's substitute. That's your franchise starting quarterback. Yeah. I know. Andy Dalton was QB1 before the season started. Dude, that was 25 <laughs> years ago. Forget about that. That's over. No, yeah. yeah no more this red rights. This is rights. the guy. It's over. Start, start acting like it. Start coaching like this is the guy, and, that, and Nagy's not doing that. Yeah, you're 144, 144 yards off passing per game. That's that 1951. Uh, that's bad. Um, yeah, I think that's right when they invented the forward pass. That might be what it was. Um, Pretty much. But we had this conversation with the Ravens last year. So I'm going to ask you the same question now that you've seen enough of the Bears. Offensive plan, right? Like, what, are they, what are they doing? When you look at it, what, what are they, you know, the, I don't see them doing anything. I don't see a, like a, a mission or a goal or a game plan. I think they just call plays and see what happens. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be um, that guy and say that I think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are purposely not having a, a game plan because they don't want to put their best creativity and their best foot forward for Justin Fields and risk him failing and looking bad at that in his rookie season, which he's going to look bad at times because he's a rookie. And then everyone will blame Nagy and, and Pace, I, I think I'm being, I know I'm being very cynical when I say that, I, but they're I'm sorry. I, they got to know they're goners. I think this is their tr- their play to try to not be goners. I think this is their, their play to Virginia to say, hey, you got to keep giving even, us, a, you got to give us another we, year. He, we look, haven't look even opened up the looks. playbook yet. <laughs> yeah. oh, he can't run my uh, stuff. He's a rookie. Come on. He can't run my uh, complicated shit. I, I got this feeling that the Bears playbook is like the, Original Tech Mobile playbook, playbook, you know, run one, Four run plays. two, pass one, <laughs> pass two. That's the Bears' that's, playbook. That's about what it looks like out there. 
And there's no reason for it to look like that if you're, especially for a, a quote-unquote offensive guru like Matt Nagy, uh, and this is the shit you're, and that's the Bears? My fucking ass. <laughs> this, there's no reason for them to look this rudimentary and basic, except they want to do it on purpose. I'm sorry. I know it sounds crackpot, but that's what it looks like to me. Wait, are you going like conspiracy theory now? I thought that I, was me. I, that's what it looks like to me. I'm sorry. It's, it's, why? But how can you, you look that bad? You can't be coaching for your job and tanking at the same time. You can't go right, right, right. That's so counterproductive. Like you're tanking, but you're tanking usually for like a draft pick. But you're on a hot seat. You can't tank. You have to try to win these games. Does it not look like that's what you, you've, you've now watched some Chicago Bears football? Does it not look I'm like that's what they're say doing? I have. Uh, they're bad. I think they're just they don't know what they're doing. I think that they are not coaching to Justin Fields' strengths. Like you said, they're trying to coach and call plays like he's just a stand-up, drop-back guy. There's no creativity. There's no moving the pocket. There's no – I mean, yeah, maybe there's a few designed runs, but they're they're not exciting. I mean, almost all of the plays that Justin Fields, are like incredible plays that he's made, have been the breakdown plays. Like, like the crap they exactly. called broke down, and then he just made something happen. Exactly. It was him having to be creativity, having, having right. that creativity on his own, which right. his like, coach is supposed right. to do that for him before he gets a chance to, to get his feet wet in the league. You suppose that's what your coach is there for is to show you, okay, kid, this is what you're supposed to do in this situation. This is how it's supposed to go. I'm going to set it up so that you can do this so that you can look your best and, and do your best for the team. And that's not, that's not what the, that's not yeah, what it looks like. A, I don't even know if he's creative. Because Justin Fields' creativity isn't coming from him being creative. Russell Wilson is creative. Justin Fields is running for his life. That's that's what creativity comes from sometimes. What, what uh, necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention? Is that the, the thing? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. He's inventing so great plays because he's trying something to or he dies. Trying to get his ass, uh, trying to keep his ass from being murdered. Yeah. That's what this survival creativity instinct. is at this point. As, yes. it, this isn't creativity. It's survival instinct. It's fight or flight. It's a very hey. primal thing that we're seeing Justin Fields do. He's just trying not to get killed. Call it whatever you want to call it. It's that it is what it is. But but that's unfortunately what it looks like. So I'm just excited as a as a Bears fan to know that I got a quarterback that can be creative because other quarterbacks, uh, you know, years and years of quarterbacks that are trying to not get killed and can't do that. Can't do what Fields has been doing. Right. No, he's got so, some mobility. He's got some. He's got some Russ or some Kyler. He's got some of this in him. But I'll know he's sort of like what I'm looking for is the escapability and then the killer instinct. And he's lacking the second part. He's he's not he's breaking contain, but generally his best plays have been he ran for a first down, he ran for a touchdown. I'm waiting for that scramble, 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 boom, kill shot, right? That's what Russell Wilson, that's what Kyler Murray, that's what that's what your upper echelon. And again, it it, it took those guys a little while. The Russ kind of came in doing that right away, and Kyler's been pretty quick with it. But they don't have the creativity of, of you know, Cliff Kingsbury, and and they don't have the receivers that Russ has had, right? That you just named all and just all the general three. AWR. Uh... Like Russ has that AWR, right? He's not the biggest guy. 
you know, but he's very aware. Like, he knows when to run. He knows when to slide. He knows when to take the deep ball. You know, he, he just has it. He had it in college. He brought it with him to the NFL. You know, Justin Fields is he's a work in progress. He, but you're right. He needs that coach, and he's going to get a meathead defensive coach. <laughs> stop. Stop Stop wishing that into existence. He's getting Dan Quinn, the reclamation stop project. It. Uh, but you just named the three factors that uh, have to come together for, for any of that to work is he needs a new coach that will coach for him and for his strengths yes. and put him in the best position to, to do those things. He you need more the, talent. Uh, when you're doing these, you need the like family feud thing with ding. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I got the three answers on the board. What are the three <laughs> things that Justin Fields needs to, we asked 100 people. <laughs> Right. What does Justin Fields need to be a successful NFL quarterback? <laughs> I, I got the opposite of that. I got the uh, the three things that the Chicago Bears are <laughs> waiting on him to have, uh, which one is he needs a coach that will put him in the best position to win. Survey says. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try again. He needs talent around him that will help him out when he gets in trouble and will get open and will help him uh, have success on busted plays so he doesn't have to do everything himself. Survey says? I well, not Cole Komet. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and Darnell Mooney. I, I like him, but come on. That, that can't be your, your, your number one or number two guy. Um, and third and lastly, he needs – just he needs the experience to get away. You saw you talk about all those other guys, you know, Russ and Kyle and all that, yeah. uh, that go for the kill shot when they have some some time to improvise and and try to do what they need to do. Justin Fields won't have that instinct until he gets farther and farther and farther away from his first NFL experience being. I have no time for any kill shots because uh, Miles Garrett is making love to my ass. So survey says on that. No, he, he just needs more experience. Uh, he just needs more reps. You're, so, you're right. Yeah. The bones uh, are there. Um, the structure is there. I, I'm not. I'm not out on fields because it's just the I jury's out. I don't know how he anyone can be out, be out on, on fields right now. He, he's he's nothing but a, a you know. If you're grading Justin Fields, you can't give him a grade. He's just incomplete. Don't know. I think all five of these rookie. I think all five of these rookie quarterbacks, uh, I don't think anyone could be out on any of them. I know New York and New Jersey is probably out on Zach Wilson right now, but um, I think all five of them have shown me flashes, and, and you gotta you got to give them time. you got to give yeah, them time. Yeah, I, I, Trevor Lawrence, again, it's probably going to be onto a new head coach, right? I don't know, you know what the hell. Shad Khan is about as dumb as Virginia McCaskey. I don't know if either one of them want to admit to their mistakes. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Those guys, they're grinders, but, you know, I, I think they might be out on the head coach. I would hope so. I don't, I, I, you know, I didn't like that hire to begin with at all. So, yeah. Let the grinder thing go by, though. The grinders. <laughs> grinders. <laughs> uh, it, it's late. I, 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 I did not pick up on that. Yeah, so it's okay. and, and it's grinders. Yeah. yeah, so Zach Wilson was really bad. But, is it but, but he also doesn't have much help around him. Is so. it him? Do you know? Is it him? No idea. I mean, the Jets are becoming as toxic a place for quarterbacks to go as the Bears. <laughs> Bite your tongue. 
Uh, but no, I don't know how anyone could know because what's he surrounded by? How can you possibly right. judge? And then you got Fields, and then why am I spacing on the other two rookies this year? Uh, Trey Lance and yeah, um, yeah, because he was five, right? He was number, he was the fifth pick, right? Lawrence Wilson, For Lance, third? Fields, yeah, was, and Mag and Mac Jones. Right. So who's been the best so far? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Well, yeah, but he also went to the best spot. He went to the best spot, and he uh, he's got a he's got a, a offensive coach that actually knows how to put his his guy in a position to win. What what do you right, think? Right, he's got uh, McDaniel's, right? Yeah. What what do you think? Boy Wonder would be doing with uh, Justin Fields right now? Hey, you think Justin find Fields out. would look a? Uh, oh God, I don't I don't. Would he? Would first he of all, I don't. I don't know if anyone wants to bring in Josh McDaniels as a head coach because of that whole deal. He'll be your coach for three hours. <laughs> um, and, and because remember, he's the guy that's responsible for Tim Tebow being a first round pick. Like, I don't know if anyone else is going to do that. Hey, they want um, a playoff game. Oh God. Um, and, and even if anyone does give him a second chance, I don't know if Virginia McCaskey is going to be the one to do it. I don't know if that's it, a, a personality. Well, match. you know, here's the problem. With again, I know your team. I grew up in that city. Here's the problem with with Josh McDaniels. He's too expensive. He'll actually uh, demand something more than the yeah. minimum wage. Bears aren't going to pay him. <laughs> uh, you, you may have a point there. Um, but I don't. But then again, I don't know how much his demand could possibly be. Like again, after that Denver fiasco, is he really you know hot in demand? I, I don't know. Yeah. He might be. Maybe you know. I might. Wasn't be wrong, it? But. Where was? Where did he? Where did he? Was it the Colts? Who oh, did he, he leave at the altar for, for two minutes? Yeah. Um. I I forgot. I um. It, it was was it in division? Was it? it wasn't the Bills? Was it? Um. All right, now you got me curious. I'm, I'm old. Who? Uh, hey, I'm looking is... it up right now. Josh McDaniels quits. <laughs> you know, let me see here. Uh, uh, yes. Why did Josh McDaniels ditch the coach, uh, Colts at the altar? There's an article about that here. So yeah, it was the Colts. Okay. And I don't know. Was yep. that did that tie in with when Luck retired? And he's just kind of like, nope, if, if that guy's not here, screw, screw you guys, I'm going home. You know, I, it feels right. I don't know if that's the same time frame, but it might be. It's been so it long. It feels right that it was around there. It said it was 2019 that he did that. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah wait, I don't, get, I don't get that guy. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. I'll go back to Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, February uh, 2018, Spurs uh, spurring the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that was yeah, that was a wild uh, that was a wild time. Right. I remember so that, it, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that remember. obviously damages you as a candidate because yeah. every interview they're going to be like, "Aren't you the guy? <laughs> you really want this job, or are you just kind of yeah. here? Like <laughs> we're going to need some as leverage commitment." We're gonna have to put this in writing. You know, was, uh, you didn't even you didn't even coach a game. You just left. You didn't even do it like a Bobby Petrito and leave like after half the games. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, two days after the uh, 
Patriots lost that Super Bowl to the Eagles. Ah, okay. He's he's, he's feeling saying salty. his goodbyes and all yeah. of that, and all of a sudden he says, you know what? I'm not going to go to Indy after all. I'm coming right back. I had a change of heart. Well, you know, you got to, it's good. I just I was just curious because, yeah, just not hadn't really we hadn't talked about it a lot because we just we do the recaps and we do the picks so we don't really do any kind of like major like deep dives on any team. But I was just curious where you were at with Justin Fields with this experience so far because it just doesn't look good. I uh, know you 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 hit on the three. I, I don't know if you knew that you had the the three factors as to why he hasn't had success, but I, I just tied it all in a bow for you right there. Like he Thank you. doesn't have the talent around him. He doesn't have the coach putting him in the right position, and, and he doesn't have the experience to not see Miles Garrett coming every time he drops back. Right, or he doesn't have that experience yet to break contain and you know realize that when you have that kind of escapability, dudes get wide open all of a sudden. Right, because it becomes the, the, the scramble drill, and these guys, you know, if you have receivers who are any good, you know, and Allen Robinson. Ah, that's the rub. Team, you know. most but, teams have guys who get wide open. I don't know if Chicago has guys that gets wide no, open. No, but that, but you think about that though. That you build, right? The quarterback. You have good receivers who, you know, I'm worried that these receivers are just running their routes, or they're just watching him run around and not thinking about like throwing the hand up and like getting open the, those might be true or they might be that unathletic that they they're trying to get open for him and can't but <laughs> think about before the seahawks got like dk tyler lockett and uh james baldwin these were just guys but you know what those guys did when oh, those broke out yeah <laughs> they got wide open yeah yeah did i just i just dropped a james baldwin <laughs> reference my guy. Dude was, was a fantasy stud for me. <laughs> I, I, love, I love watching the pitch. Oh, wait, oh, who was I thinking about? about? <laughs> Doug Baldwin. Think about Doug Baldwin. Doug okay. Baldwin. I thought you were still talking about James. No, Doug Baldwin. Oh, okay. He got well, I'm talking about James because I just loved watching him open. pitch. He was. Oh, my he, God. He, he, you could not. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't rattle him. Late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's your boy. That's <laughs> my guy. Yeah, Doug Baldwin. Sorry, wrong Baldwin. <laughs> Not a good month for Baldwins. Oh no, it felt like uh, every Sox game I went to. Uh, for, there was about a four-year stretch where every game I went to, either John Garland or James Baldwin was starting. One of the two. Man, kings of non sequitur. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, but that's what that's what he had. He didn't have overly talented wide receivers, but he had guys who knew that scramble drill perfectly. Sure. And he had you know? the, the accuracy. He was, uh, he's right. Well, again, we're talking well, he's about an assassin. A, I mean, Russ yeah. is an assassin. I'll, I'll give him yeah. that. That, that. That's we're talking about a, probably a hall of fame quarterback in Russ. Wilson. So uh, that's a, I don't think that's probably, I'm pretty sure Russ is in the hall of fame. So a different animal clearly. Yeah. Um, and, and Kyler's got that in him too. Yeah. Yeah, Same really kind of does. makeup. I mean, not not that far off size wise. They're both baseball guys, and when they break the pocket, that thing's coming out, and it's going yep. a long way. And now he's got, you know, <laughs> now he's got. Well, for a while it was DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and Christian Kirk, and it's just like, yeah, it, somebody's getting open. So what you're saying is you just don't have the trust in 
Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, you know, who Allen I, Robinson. I love as a yeah, possession receiver, but yeah, he's not, not as a break one. the contain no. and, and scramble and get wide open guy. No. And if the Bears try to pay him, as a, he's not a number one. Well, they're, but they're not going to pay him as a number one because they're the Bears. Yeah, they should let him walk. I wouldn't give him what he wants. Yeah, I, and I, I love him, but I wouldn't either. And like, no, you're not worth that. That's what I mean. You're, he's going to try to get number one money somewhere. Yeah. And somebody's going to be dumb enough to give it to him. Just don't be the Bears. Don't do it. Draft a wide receiver. They're going to be picking somewhere probably in that 10 or 12 range again. Oh, you mean in the Kevin White range? Oh, was he seven or eight? Yeah, I think he was seven. He was way too high. Yes, the Bears don't have a good track record of drafting a top quality wide receiver. One pick after Amari Cooper. Not that I still remember that. That was a rough one. I know that one's done. Kevin, he he made a catch for somebody recently. I don't even remember who. It was like, he's still trying to play? Wow. That's like a couple shows ago when I was talking about there being a Nikhil Harry sighting in New England. Mm -hmm. And Mac Jones actually <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, he's still in the league? He's someone's still trying. You know I know I know the Bears. They're gonna sign your boy JJ Arcega Whiteside. <laughs> Give him number one money. <laughs> um you, I, I don't put anything past the, the Bears at this point. <laughs> I don't put anything past them. Oh man. It was a fun show. I mean, it's a wild, wild season. Jesus, this thing's crazy. You can't uh, ask me about it. I have no uh, bearing uh, as far as you know credibility to talk about what's going on. Three, four, and five wins the last three weeks. I, I clearly don't know what the hell I'm looking at. So, but look at it from the bright side. You did that, and we're still tied. That's a bright side, I guess. <laughs> and then you put. Six, eight, and eight in those same three weeks, and it's—I I don't know why I'm doing a show with you. You should be doing it by yourself. Like, what am I having? <laughs> I had a ten. No, I was a ten. I was looking the at the first. last three weeks. Oh, the I last three it, weeks yeah, the when I when I did three and then three oh, yeah, and I had five because that when I went five and zero oh against you, I had a ten and a ten and three or something that week. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I've got yep, like a ten right. and eight. Yeah, ten of six and eight or something like that. Or yes, yes, yeah. that, that's correct. Oh, uh, but you, before so, that, you were doing that to me. That's true. And that's then you're joking about even... wow, <laughs> right? You're joking about what you you need to stay away more. You you seem to be figuring things out. The the more trips you take, the the less football I watch, the the better my my numbers were. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I don't have any explanation for that. I, I can't explain that. Now I come back and I'm, I'm, I'm actually watching the games and, and things are going completely haywire. It's like, okay. Um, but but some of these results, there's no explanation for it. There's no explanation for why the, the Bills would get their doors not blown off by the Jags, but they only scored six points in Jacksonville. That doesn't hey, That's criminal. Uh, other, you know, but that to Dallas me Dallas got their doors it, blown off. Yeah. Yeah. And I am glad that we both completely – called Dak time for what it was because you you look up Dak time in the IMLD glossary of terms, you can have that game. Right. This is why we call it Dak time. Wow. Look at the great numbers and the great comeback that Dak tried to lead. 
dude, he was shit for 55 minutes. Come on. Yeah. He got two garbage time touchdowns to get them within two touchdowns. <laughs> that is absolute that time. No, no doubt about that. And yeah, it's catching week. on. I used I used that. I used I was using that today at work, and somebody got what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, they called it deck time, and they're like, "Oh, that's good." But yeah, it's deck time. <laughs> that's hopeless garbage time. Empty stats, right? Like you're not going to win, but man, you stuffed that stat sheet in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so you're spreading the jargon to uh, to the rest of the yeah. world. <laughs> no, what I got to get made is. I've been thinking like getting a t-shirt made, right? That's got all of our sayings on it. Oh, Lord. We have so many. We do have a lot. Nobody would understand them. No. And you put the name of the show on the front, and then you do on the back of the shirt, you put all the you know, the goofy sayings or the, or the nicknames. <laughs> you know, Tyler Heineken or Interception Santa. Oh my God! Even all turnover, like Bernie ones, Sanders. The ones we've retired, like we've had been doing this for so long, we've like retired things. You know, like when was the last time you called Matt Stafford China Doll? <laughs> it's been a long time. You know, but yeah, we've 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 both got our uh, you know DFL, and you like that one, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> it fucking yeah. laughs. It'd be funny walking around with one of those shirts on. And, and see it, it, ever ever anybody like, hey man, I listened to that show. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wow, yeah, I gotta get that. <laughs> you know, I was I was I was uh, I missed the boat on the Merga hats. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like Antonio Brown beat you to it. That was dirty. Did us dirty. <laughs> He's listening. He's a listener. That, if there was ever proof that any that somebody's out there listening to this show. That was AB, it. shout out yeah. AB. How you doing? Some or, or a handler or somebody. Somebody's scanning the airwaves, l- listening to obscure football podcasts, mining material. Because how many times do we do say something on this show and all of a sudden it shows up the next couple of days? He must have a cousin in Burkina Faso or something. Yeah, maybe he does. They're wearing all their yeah, burga hats. And Buffalo uh, it, Bills Super Bowl champion T-shirts. If we ever had any merchandise made of our show, and someone came up to one of us and said, "I listened to it," I'll put it out there in the airways right now. I would open yeah. my wallet and like give that person fifty dollars. Like I'd want seriously. their autograph. <laughs> you listen to me? Oh my god! Instead of the other I way want around. Your autograph. <laughs> Wait, you're the guy. Can you sign my shirt? <laughs> right there the under deck time. So yeah, that's not the way I, I made that. I, I that's mine. I coined that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, because we both got so many. Man, you'd probably, we'd have to like we could plumb like at least twenty or thirty sayings onto a shirt. Well, it was like four or five years ago into the show when we said we need to like make a glossary of all of our sayings and stuff. And well, yeah, we never like got the, around the, to it. Oh, the IMLD like dictionary or the glossary yeah. of terms for all the, yep. for all the goofy nicknames and, you know, and, and what things mean. Yeah. I, I mean, that'd be kind of fun to just start, like, you know, we start sending each other the list, you know, and then just start trying to fill it in, you know, and each one of us can, 
put in our brief description of what each thing means. Like we, we, like we know what DAC time is. Like people hear us say it on the show and they're like, well, what the hell is DAC time? <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's plenty. There's plenty over the years. There's a lot that we probably forgot and wouldn't even remember. Yeah, but if we thought about it hard enough, we'd probably, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, I still I still always think back to that uh, first year that we were doing shows with with the Jeff Tool game. Oh, season one of our show, and it always stuck out to me because it was the thirty minute show, so it wasn't as easy to have the zingers, right? Right. But I remember like getting like the first like you know. CSI Miami. We didn't have the sound drop back then, but I remember saying that he was so bad that he couldn't have hit Tina if he was Ike. I remember that. And that was like season one. This is 10 years ago almost that I said that. I finally finally got it. It took took 10 years that you finally got your your credit for that. Finally got through. Yeah, because I, I, you know, that's the hard part. Is like the, I think I peaked too soon because I still think that's one of my best. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's <laughs> back in, like you got caught so unaware. No, the best ones are when I catch you by surprise, where you're like, "Oh man, I didn't see that coming." Yes. So I, I, I tried I to get. Re- I remember tried my to reaction those. to that was like, "Oh damn, you went there." <laughs> like, did he just say what I think he said? <laughs> It, say that now, I probably get canceled. Yes. Uh, no, no, no one's listening still, so you still can't get. That's canceled. That's good. No one's listening. To hell with it. No one's listening anyways. <laughs> Again, uh, canceling and, and having repercussions for what you say only matters if it if if anyone can hear it or if anyone oh, is listening to it. If that's no one's listening, we say what like, the hell. That's you why we we'll never. That's why we could never like get big time status because we've said so much stuff on this show in, in ten years now almost that. It's all on tape. Definitely. Um, any interview I would ever do for a radio station, they would be like, oh, you do a podcast? You've got experience? Oh, well, what's the name of the show? Let me uh, listen to some of the episodes. Well, like, how, uh, how about I send you an edited copy of the show? <laughs> how about I make an MP3 and, and send it to you? Don't don't look yeah. it up. <laughs> you know, and I've had those thoughts, too. Like, if I had more free time, I'd love to go back up and chop up some of our you know, like old stuff, right? Like right. just good bits. I mean, there's really good bits. Like when I go back and listen to the old shows, I'm like, man, some that stuff holds up. But that's, yeah, hours of listening and trying to pick through. Oh, man. Well, we've got to be 350 shows for <laughs> it's insane. And our shows um, are two, I'd... three hours. I believe we're over 400 now. That's just, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's a month's worth of pure <laughs> audio, probably. At least. At least. You're talking seven, eight hundred hours of airtime? It's a lot. It would be a whole lot. It would be like a a, a team of people would have to get on it. If we, you know, if we had our uh, uh, IMLD company, we'd have to like hire a whole staff just to sit there and comb through our old podcast and, and pick out our yeah. stuff. Like I, I mean, I'd be like, man, I would want to go back, like to the like the moment when we like came up with the thing, and so the hard mm-hmm. time is like, when exactly did we say that? And yeah, start going no on, idea. Like, 
So now you're spending hours just looking for one clip, and you do that yeah. for every clip. Yeah. Yeah. So it's season two, show five? No, I don't yeah, know. And that's a lot of that really early stuff, like really mm-hmm. early stuff I haven't gone back and ever listened to. Right. Like when we were, just we're, doing, we're switching we were just off doing... and reading picks. Which game do you have? <laughs> yeah, that was when we actually did show prep. <laughs> we had to. Like, which, which game are you going to take? All right, and then I'll. Yeah. What will you want me to say about this game for you? And then we're just like, out of hell with it. Let's just make the deal. <laughs> do what we do, anyways. And now we have. And highlight games. <laughs> uh, you know, well, highlight games died with the football party. Right. Which I like. I like this format now. Yeah, just go right down the list. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah. You know, and the games that don't deserve any talking about, we don't talk about. But then, really you know, what I've also it. found out with the football party is games that we didn't think were worth talking about, we end up talking about then because we disagree or we see it so different where we used to just blow through them. Yeah, yeah, that's the the best kind of I think of, of football talk is just pick finding something that you have you know that you want to get into and dig into. It might not be the team that everyone is talking about or the game that everyone is talking about. Right. You know, sometimes we we dig into stuff that that maybe gets a little overlooked. So yeah, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, we used to have like the rite of passage was always the Halloween show. The Halloween shows we would do the highlight games for the crappy teams. <laughs> right and kind of make it known that like this is probably the last time you're going to really hear us talk about these teams that's why we're giving them the the highlight you know that was fun too but yeah no the the, the football party it makes more sense for you and me it, it you know we're not doing two three shows a week anymore like we were doing I, I couldn't keep that pace up yeah it was yeah a lot easier for me you know not having uh, uh children or whatnot yeah um but but I've, I'm definitely adjusted to this format too. I you know because now my uh, middle of the week I don't have to work as hard to to catch up on all the the happenings of the weekend because I don't have a show in the middle of the week. Now I can kind of space things out and take it easy. And if there's still something Thursday or Friday that I haven't read or, or caught up on, then I can I still have time to do that. So so that's definitely good. All right. Well, I think I'm I'm going to call it here. I got to got to work tomorrow. All right. That's a fun uh, one. Well, yeah. How many do we disagree on? That's a lot, I think. That's got to be oh. another seven or eight. I usually count that up. Oh, you're usually really good at that on the fly, just raw number out of the air I like just, that. So yeah, just get that kind of feel. I know we did, the ones we disagreed on, we disagreed pretty hard. I know that much. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven out of uh, 13. Uh, 13. I think yeah. it's the same as last week, right? I think it was seven last week. Last week was eight because I went six and two. Uh, okay, I think it was that's seven where I got be- that... before the Thursday nighter. Right. Uh, it was seven on Sunday, but I was already one up right. on you going into right. the weekend. And then I'm figuring, okay, I just need three of these to get, you know, to have an even week with you. So I'm not losing ground. There was no concept of the point at that point idea you know, at that point that I'm going to get four back to pull even with you. Uh, I, I wasn't even trying to be greedy. On. I just wanted to be like, you know, sustain, don't give these games back. Right. No idea that I was going to run the evening, run, run the evening. And then the prime time 
one with the Bears and then just pull away. No, I'm certainly aiming to do better this week. I I had to take all those big underdogs. I guess you know the results of last week definitely influenced me. I I, I couldn't shook. help it. Like I, how can you trust any of these big spreads like, with any of these teams right now? So we'll see how it all works out. Makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Once you understand that nothing makes sense, mm-hmm. you it can all make sense because nothing makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense when you figure out nothing makes sense. Yeah. So here I am talking about how I've got all these underdogs, but you and I and uh, you and I agree on most of my underdog picks this week because I've got all the big favorites. I've even got the damn Steelers. Mm. Um, and and I, I, I locked in against them, so I clearly feel strongly about that. Man, I got the Steelers to pull a reverse Tomlin. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. All right. Well, all right. It, it, it's y'all, always y'all finished or y'all done? I think we're about done here. Done. Now I'm done. <laughs> all right. Uh, seven tomorrow. And we're completely tied. We both uh, disagreed, or we both agreed on the Thursday nighter and lost that one. So we're, we're still even, and we'll, we'll hopefully do better tomorrow. We'll, we'll, boy, I, I just, I, I feel so terrible about things the last few weeks. That we'll, we'll, all I can do is hope that that it gets better. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Another long football party as we start off the second half of the season, week ten. Uh, of 18 still coming down long long way to go only halfway there all right we will talk to you next saturday night for our next football party to recap this week 10 and get ready for week 11 only a couple more weeks to thanksgiving coming up too so everybody enjoy your football tomorrow and we'll talk to you next saturday night